Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Scott, how you doing? Oh, hello. Hold on. Oh. Oh, still in the middle of that trailer? I'm still watching the trailer. I'm sorry. It's hello. okay. Uh, are we recording now? We are recording, sir. Uh, hi, everybody. I was just watching in, in pure aghast horror. <laughs> uh, Holy shit. Stephanie Plum. Uh, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hello. Welcome to a new episode of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, the, episode our, our, 56. 56. It's going to be our... First, uh, Sequels, prequels, and remakes episode. And our January, our first January episode of the year, too. That's right. We're going to talk about the films coming out in January, where films go oh, to oh. die. Oh, and kill us slowly in the process. Oh, yes. God. So many bad movies. If anyone doesn't really know uh, the whole spiel with January, uh, essentially what that is, movie companies kind of don't know where to put their films that really blow. Well, they do know. Well, <laughs> actually, you're right. <laughs> You're right. They do know. Uh, no, what it is, they have high expectations for these movies, and when they finally get the final cut, uh, the director says, here, this is their, your movie. The money you gave me, this is the movie. And they look at it, and they test audience it, and it comes back, and it's just so piss poor, they always reserve those films for January. Now, now or occasionally, the studio doesn't understand the film and doesn't think it's going to do well, and they'll throw it there. That rarely well, happens. Perfect example, Butterfly Effect. Should yeah. not have been a January release. That was actually a very good film. Studios, uh, the studio did not understand the movie. They actually made them change the ending because the original ending is mu actually much more disturbing uh, than what they were expecting because as much as I like the Butterfly Effect, the ending of that is very cookie cutter, you know? Yeah, they threw a happy ending on They kind of threw a happy ending. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that per se, but it was very cookie cutter. It was kind of expected. Whereas the, the original ending is like, what the fuck? It's awesome. It's really great ending. I don't even want to. I don't even. No, want to spoil no, no, it. no, no. Yeah, I can't spoil that one. No way. So that that is the spiel with January uh, movie companies. They don't like the films that they paid money for, so they release them in January. And because because January is the lowest ticket selling. Yes, month of the year Every, the holidays are done no one is going out to the movie theater weather's bad too it's right after christmas sure 
So it's, you have the lowest uh, ticket revenues so of all, they all put, the year. They put movies there to die. Yes. Speaking of death. <sighs> oh, so I, I have to mention, I was listening to uh, the last episode of The Thing. Mm. Uh, our Thing thing, because okay. I like to listen to our stuff. and, and listen I listen to, to, I listen to our stuff, too. And I listen to the opening. We're talking about the, the new year and uh, talking about what's coming up and... Uh, you weren't so happy with the new year, and I said, "Well, you know, look at this way. You don't have my job." That's right. Well, as of t- as of this week, I don't have my job either. Congratulations! <laughs> it's a, and it's a and it's not. I lost my job, but I'm leaving it. I'm going to a new job. I'm going to a new awesome job. A new awesome job. Working with, from home with things like benefits. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> overtime. Uh, overtime, uh, which which you only don't pay when you know you you're. I can't get into that. No, no, but, no don't get into it. I don't want to get into that, but yeah, uh, uh, overtime and uh, but it's great. And they're flying me out to California for training, for training for like a week long gig. I'll be driving all over the place. That's great. So I so mean, actually, I'm, next week we'll be doing uh, double a double episode, right? To, to cover the time that uh, you won't be around. And while I'm out there, if if anything pops up, I'm going to call the hotline and leave little mini episodes for you that you can like tack on the ender in the middle. That'd be cool. Definitely. So Scott on the road. Oh yeah, very very cool. Movie Sucktastic, Coast to Coast. Ah. All right. So, do we want to just jump right into the top ten? I was still gloating over my, my leaving my shitty job and going to a cool one. But yeah, uh, that, that's... We, we, can, we can talk about movies if you want. We can I mean, talk about movies. Yeah. I got theme music for the top ten. Oh, really? Well, oh. it's Entertainment Tonight, <laughs> like you requested. <laughs> but. I was just kidding. Okay, it's, yeah. It's Entertainment Tonight's music from 1982. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and play that, and uh, let me, well, I'll just go ahead and play that. (laughs) You're right, I am just, I'm I'm not playing anything right now, actually. Are you? No, I am. (laughs) Of course, you can hear it. Why can't I hear it? Um, I don't know why can't you hear it. I can't hear anything you play. We're still stuck on this, but that's okay. Did I talk over it? You broke down the fourth wall. I, I am the You're not supposed wall. to let anyone know you can't hear anything I play. I am the fourth wall, sir. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Anyway, uh, that's just temporary. Uh, it, it really doesn't fit our show at all. All, the, all that matters is we have a uh, top ten music. <laughs> that's all I wanted. Give us a little bit of a uh, Congratulations, Joey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what's on what's what's on the slate for the top ten? All right, this is going to be the top ten for December thirtieth through the new year, January first. So does this count as January weekend or no? No, it's it's the last weekend in December. I, I even though we're still on holiday, they're still going out. Yeah, I, I think this doesn't count for these films. Actually, none of these films are new. The this weekend, so none of them are January films anyway. There are no new releases this weekend? There were no new releases at all. Wow. Or, at least, or in the top ten. Um, I'm looking through it. Something, something had to Only uh, The Iron Lady with Meryl Streep oh, yeah. was new, but it premiered on December 30th, so it wouldn't be a January film anyway. <sighs> all right. Uh, whoa, whoa. Separation, uh, Pariah, and some foreign film. All Some right. foreign film. Some foreign film. So we don't dig those foreign films. All right. We're just going to breeze right through this. 
Go, go, go. All right. The number 10 film is The Descendants. That's the George Clooney film. 3.3 million. It's made 39. There is no budget. That's the um, one where they, that's where the one where they get the the underground cannibal creatures attack him, right? No. And his kids? No. No? No, no that's oh. that's the rich people's problems. I'm in Hawaii uh, film. Oh, I'm thinking of The Descent. Never mind. Yes. Much better. Film. Right. Well, actually, I can't say that. They're two different movies. All right. Uh, the number nine movie is The Darkest Hour. Uh, this is actually new for us because we didn't get to do a top ten last week. Is that Russian film or the, the one that takes place in Russia? Yes, I saw the trailer to that. Eh, eh it looks like another one of oh, we forgot how to do some CGI and also make a movie out of it. Yeah, eh. Uh, the only thing I don't get when I watch that whole trailer hmm. is how how is anybody possibly going to win this fight? Yeah, the fucking all it needs is, is to do is to come near you. And you're done. It's like, okay, they're invisible, floating, electric, uh, sentient entities that can dissolve a human being. And we have a ragtag group of a half a dozen teenagers visiting Russia that somehow, apparently from the trailer, make up their own homemade weapons and missile launchers and stuff and take on these alien invasion. Yeah, if, this, it's, if it's, this doesn't end with all of them dying, then it's... If... <laughs> If they were all MIT students, I still wouldn't believe it. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, all right, number... Here, I've got light bulbs. That'll tell us when they're coming. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, then you're, not, you're, you're good now. Yeah, you're good, yeah. man. You're good. Might as well stop the film. It's going to be boring after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, the number eight film is New Year's Eve. Uh, 6.3 million. It's made 45. Cost 56. Now... This is a film that was released a month ago, and I guess they did that for the very reason that if they released it New Year's Eve weekend, they probably would have just that one gimmicky weekend, and then it would have actually kind of dissolved even faster. I would like to know if anybody actually saw that on New Year's Eve. Well, it made $6.3 million, and I think that's a lot for that type of film. It was actually up 91% from the weekend before, so it actually, you know what, it actually almost doubled its money from the weekend before. So yes, a lot of people saw it just based on the name. Can you you imagine sitting in a theater on New Year's Eve, watching a film about people out in the world celebrating New Year's Eve? Yeah, you might want to (laughs) just buy your first handgun and use it that evening. And last. (laughs) First and last. First and last. Uh, actually, every single film except for Mission Impossible on the top ten was up. Mission Impossible was only down 0.5%, which essentially means it made the same money this weekend as it did last weekend. Which is very rare. Which is rare and, to be honest, very good. Uh, That's but been getting a lot of positive press. That... I know. I'm yeah. very interested in seeing it. But moving on. the number seven, on. The number seven film is The Adventures of Tintin. Uh, 11 million, it's made 47, there is no budget, but we already talked about that. That is probably close to somewhere around 200 million. Right. Um. He looks like Bujna, doesn't he? He kind of does. He kind of does. If, if, if it was him in the role, it'd be a totally different film. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we gotta, we gotta go find something? Oh. Dude, I'm play, dude, I'm playing Zelda. Dude, dude, hockey's on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I'll wait for it, though. I don't know. The animation will be annoying me too much. I don't know if I can get past that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I'll be able to, to 
to be uh, handle it. I think I'll I think be I re- fine. I think I'd rather watch Sim One. Sim One. <laughs> uh, I think I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number six is we bought a zoo, thirteen million. It's made forty. Um, don't really care, but I know it's based on a novel. It's based on a true story. That's fine and all. I CGI like animals. CGI. See, I don't know how much CGI animals there are. I think this is more of a traditional, you know, working with animals type film. Really? I think so. I, I think there's, from what I can see from the trailer, there isn't going to be a lot of CGI stuff. Okay. Which is, which attracts me to the film. I just, I'm just not interested in seeing it right now. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Number five is War Horse with 14 million. Uh, it's made a, 40, cost 66. It's a film. About, about a, horse. a horse in the and they oh what but it's 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 um oh. it's just like what <laughs> I don't know you said oh oh anyway no <laughs> it's like we were talking about before where the uh, the I'm sorry I got yeah couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you for a second the uh, the movie titles mm-hmm. are just descriptions of the films now yep war, war horse. Yeah. It's a horse during the war. New Year's Eve. It's a film about New Year's Eve. I mean, you know, the only ones that aren't really keep doing that are the like Mission Impossible, which is a sequel. Right. So you don't need that. You know, you're selling it on that. We bought a zoo. Oh, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> well, uh, we we've been through this where we're. We, I know. We were. This is or at least I. We brought we brought up the fact that they do things like that because I think they perceive the American public as dumb in in a big way well, and they not are. and they're not necessarily wrong no <laughs> but i just don't think it helps with the dumbing down of america well it, you know it's, it's like your theory of it. why they took the commas out of eat pray love oh yeah confused people and uh what was the other oh. one i'll let the right one in no 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 there was another one that they uh they shortened the title of a film to make it simpler well, let the right one in. They turned it to let me in. No, 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 no. Well, that is another example, but it's a recent film. But what it is 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 oh, John Carter of Mars. Oh, John Carter of Mars. John yeah, Carter. Just John Carter. Yes. It's like really <laughs> can't handle the of Mars. Can't handle yeah. it, huh? Well, it's about John Carter. If you say it's about Mars too, then it's right. Uh, and all, I guarantee they did that because all the other films that come out that came out about Mars in the past have always bombed. Probably. Look, look at all the Mar- look at all the Ghost to Mars, uh, Mission to Mars, Red Planet, Mission Red to Planet. Mars. Yep. None of them did well in the theater. So I was like, oh, we, you know, we can't put Mars in there. It's gonna, but this movie's gonna fucking tank anyway. It's 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 but it's all it's a two hundred million dollar just fucking jizz fest for CGI. It's Avatar oh. on Mars with with leaping with leaping. <laughs> he went to the commercial. He's like leap. Like, oh wow. <laughs> That's that's like I don't know how he got that power. I guess it's because uh, he's lighter on Mars. I believe I read somewhere that John Carter of Mars, the budget has ballooned past two hundred and fifty million. It's approaching three hundred million. What? Yeah. What they're still making it? I'm sure just because of post production stuff. Oh. Uh, I, John Carter of Mars. We'll talk. Ab- no, we won't talk about it because it's not a sequel, prequel, or remake. Um, that is coming out. I think. In the summertime. Oh, then I won't get out of sidetrack about that. But my point is, what oh, happens? Comes is out March 9th. We're, films so aren't soon. Films aren't being when, when 
when we see a film now, when a film is packaged and brought out, it's brought out as a product. Yep. And so the, the the titling isn't the way you would normally title a a a book or a poem or a good movie right. where you, where it's something creative or something that has depth. That's why I let the right one in. That's too much ambiguity there. We can't have that. You just say, let me in. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, now I understand. She wants to be let in. But that's not what it's about. No, I know. And so that's John Carter, uh, you know, John Carter Mars. We have to cut it down to John Carter. Uh, you know, uh, the War Horse. Well, we, we couldn't call it. The, what's the horse's name? Does it have a name? I don't know. I, I really I, don't. I would, yeah. Marley and me we can do because it's just a picture of the new stupid dog. And that's it. Well, uh, you're not going to like the number four film because it falls into the same category of the movie's title is about, you know, its description. And that's the girl with the dragon tattoo. Although that is based on a book first, but the title right. of the book is still The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Now, I don't know if it's the book or the movie, but I just recently watched the Swedish film. Okay. And it's a good film. Okay. that's I've I, heard that. I haven't seen it yet myself, but I've heard that. I, my only problem with it is, uh, and with the books, all this hype's built up about this book and this book series and the movie. And... Um, and that's I in large part because the author is now dead. Yeah. That usually... And, it always, you know, always helps. It, yes, it does. It always helps. If you want to publish your work, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Confederacy, Confederacy of Dunces, perfect example. Guy couldn't sell the book until he hung himself. Then everyone's like, oh, this guy's a genius. Well, a lot uh, of good it did him now. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was a good film. Well done. I enjoyed it. Uh, I have minor issues with it, but only very minor. But... Was not impressed overall. I mean, all this hype about the film. There's nothing in it new. Oh no, I don't think so. And everything. I, I, have you? Have you? Do you know? I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm dying to see the Fincher film. I want to watch both films. So I, I can, can see compare. why Fincher picked it up because it, it is kind of going back towards old territory okay. for him. Okay. Um, but I really, I, I'm scared about how much CGI is going to put into it to go wacky with it. And I, again, it's good, but. Nothing uh, so overwhelmingly original that oh wow I've never seen this before. No, everything in this everything in the film as good as it was I've seen in other films. And oh, so yeah, of if I had just seen it I would say wow it was a good film. But then with all this hype behind it everybody you know the whole world dropped Harry Potter for a week so they could read these books and like oh these are awesome awesome well, yeah but there's nothing really new here. Right. But what the, what I'm getting at is. I don't know if the books were... I didn't look into it, but according to the film I watched, the original title of the film, or when I looked it up, before it was released as uh, The Girl of the Dragon Tech 2, was called Men Who Hate Women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, Which, that's a good title right there. <laughs> it sums it up. That, that'll get your demographic. Right. No, but The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a bit more artistic because it's, it's not just saying, this film's about men who hate women because she's just part of the story. Right. Yeah, so that's okay. It's a little good. But then when you go back to the original title was Men Who Hate Women. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's <laughs> all it is. That uh, might have been a working title too. I don't know. He died. I mean, yeah. yeah, he wasn't involved with, I don't even know if he named it Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I haven't read that much into it. Don't know. I don't. Yeah. I really don't know anything. But I'm curious to see the, the the American version now. I want to see the Fincher film. I, yeah. I really do. Uh, I know you've had your issues with him. I've had less. Uh, I I just I liked Benjamin Button. 
We um, need. I haven't even bothered. I liked Zodiac. We need. We need to see the Fincher film. Then we have to find the Looker Lab. <laughs> the Looker Lab. We've got to get to the Looker Lab. All right. Moving on is the number three film, and that's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked with sixteen million. It's made ninety two. Cost seventy five. So it's above its budget. It's not going to get anywhere near the first two films. They were both made well over two hundred million, closer to two twenty five, two fifty, somewhere like that. Uh, you know what? I think what you mentioned last week. I think you're right. I think kids are just not interested in this movie anymore. I just think they're done with the series. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they ever really were that enamored with it. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think what yeah, it really is is parents dragging their kids and saying, "Okay, s- let's just go see this kids film." Joey, I was right. Obviously. Obviously, that's all you have to say. That's it. <laughs> it's not, not a big surprise. I well, was right. I, well, it's not like I <laughs> like I disagreed with you last week. I think you you made the oh, comment. No, and I, I agreed with you. It's hard to disagree with me. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it's not always. Uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The number two film is Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. Uh, still going pretty strong. Made twenty million uh, this weekend. It's grossed one hundred and thirty million so far. Now, the first film grossed uh, somewhere around 180. So, it's realistically, it's going to get kind of it's going to get close to it, I think. I think it's going to do okay. As long as they kept the budget under 100 million, I think they'll be fine. There's no budget for it, so don't know how much it cost. And the title again was Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. Yes, yes. I I think I've heard some reviews too where it's uh uh, actually, I saw someone commented saying that they felt like some of these scenes, some of the parts of the film were written specifically for the slash fiction uh, audience. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of scenes there where it really just invites uh, the people that write the uh, slash fiction. Do you know what slash fiction is, right? I don't. I oh, don't. okay. Well, I have to explain this now. Um, um, sl- slash fiction is fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Written based on like you know popular movie or TV show that usually involves uh, gay sex between two of the characters. What? It's called slash fiction because it, it would be like Kirk slash Picard, or you know something oh, like that. Oh, okay. And it, and I know. That I know that are bumping okay. uglies in the story. I know the genre of of what you're talking about. I just didn't know what it was called. Yeah, that's slash fiction. Slash and so fiction. apparently, there's Why, a lot Jude of Jude Law and film. Robert Downey get like real close. Well, even the trailer there's a scene where like Robert Downey stripped down. He's in and drag. Even they're better. In, they're in perplexed uh, situations. You're right, and, and, and him half-naked in drag makes it less gay. I uh, what you're saying. Hmm. I'm not saying it, but yeah, I've read that too, and I want to see it, but it, it really feels like he's, he's going for broke, trying to make it bigger, bigger, bigger. And so they always... Like, look at the Transformers series. You get that same thing. Yeah. Well, that's bigger, also Michael bigger, Bay. That's big. his motto, so... Yeah. But, but still, I mean, it, it looks like Guy Ritchie's going for the same thing. Well, I mean, he finally has a franchise. Uh-huh. That is making money, that people are interested in seeing. He he doesn't really do these types of films, and now that he has, oh, uh, I don't begrudge him. I do not begrudge him. No, don't. I understand. I understand where you're going. I'm just saying, Guy Ritchie isn't the. Up until the first Sherlock Holmes film, Guy Ritchie isn't the guy that you'd say I need to get this guy for my next action film. He just wasn't that guy. Now that he's done it, and the first one was so good, and this one is probably going to be at least a good film uh might not be as good as the first but it'll i I can guarantee it'll still be be good no it won't won't be bad bad. uh they'll look to him for other projects or another sherlock holmes sequel which realistically they'll get because this one is making enough money so Uh i don't know 
Wow. I don't know. And what's, what's, and what's uh, number one? Number is? one is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. This is the first live action film from Brad Bird. <laughs> the, uh, the, the mind uh, behind uh, films like The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, Ratatouille. Um, this movie, if you choose to accept it. Yes. Sorry. Uh, first live action film, people were very interested in what he could do because he's always done animation up until this. And from what I understand, people really enjoy this film. They're really, really enjoying it. They're saying it's better than the third film, which, in my opinion, was the best of the series. I think mm-hmm. you agree with me. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had people come to me and say that they thought it was okay. I don't trust these people. It's just, it, just know that I just I don't trust them. They've come to me before. Uh, ah, no. this movie was okay, and it's one of those situations where I'll watch it and I'll come back to them and go what is your problem i told you my my bad experience with mission impossible the first film right uh it's one of uh it's one of three films that i've ever i've only seen three films in the movie theater alone in my entire life mm-hmm. they were uh hellraiser okay mission impossible and uh as good as it gets okay I remember I was in North Carolina by myself. I've only seen a movie once in the theater by myself, and that was The Thin Red Line, and I walked out halfway through. Not because I didn't like it. I was just mainly bored, and at that moment I said, I can just do something better right now. Whose story is this? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Um... I thought we were trading I, I was, stories of. I was uh, down there. Well, no, I just wanted to. You're talking about your your experiences with people with Mission Impossible, right? So that's what this is coming from. Not the not the theater alone, sad individual well, thing. I figured I'd chime. So in. I'm watching this movie. Yes. I'm watching this movie in the theater, and it was it was opening weekend, I think, so it was packed. Oh, okay. And now we can agree that the plot line to Mission Impossible is simplistic. Yes. And it's it was easy to predict the ending. Oh yeah. Uh, it's yeah. All right. I'm walking out, and and there's nothing but couples around me. Yeah, L- yeah, loser Scott. And I'm <laughs> listening to all these people, and I, I'm overhearing conversations. And all I hear is, "I didn't understand that part. What was it? What was the knock list? What was that? Was confusing. Uh, r- really? Yeah. I, I, it was. Now I, w- I was in North Carolina. Oh, what does that mean? But, but every, but they seem but no one was wearing overalls or anything. Everybody seemed like intelligent people around me. Everybody was well dressed, you know. They were, you know, it was a it was a looked like an intelligent crowd. Okay. I wasn't surrounded by teenagers and I wasn't surrounded by old people. It was people. Everybody looked like they knew what they were. Everyone looked like they had good jobs, good money, and good intelligence. Okay. And they're walking out. What was the knock list? So you mean that thing they described five times in what? <laughs> And what was that part? I don't understand with it. Oh, so yeah, I'm with you. When people say they didn't, they, they oh, it was okay. With a film like that, that means I didn't get it. Yeah, no, and that that is definitely this situation. So, I think. But again, maybe it's just okay. Who knows? Maybe it is. You never know. Yeah. All right, so that's the top ten. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do the finger list. Now. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Chipwrecked again. Oh, you're going to go first? Okay. Yes, I am. Sorry. Oh, I'm going to go first. <laughs> I'm going to do Chipwrecked again. Um, Looking up and down the list, yeah, I'd, I'd see New Year's Eve before I see Chipwrecked. Mm-hmm. But that it would be a toss-up between those two. So I think for the second week in a row, 
We agree on Chipwrecked. No Alvin and the Chipmunks. Fuck that movie. Yeah. And you know what? If 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 this thing continues to make money, <laughs> we're going to agree on it a little more often. But this will actually segue into... Because I don't want to take a break yet. I want to talk about the movies coming out this January. Now, uh, there is I, going to be a lot of films for potential uh, <laughs> fingerless choices. And I'm going to have to start the ball yeah. by, by breaking your, your wife's uh, heart here. Because uh, while we've been talking, Do we, I watched... Okay, go ahead. Well, I was glancing through I mean, the that's at the that's at the end of the month. We, I have we, can jump jump ar- we can jump around if you want. Just because it's fresh in my mind, and I was looking at it just as we started the episode, and you mentioned how much Mara liked it. And I read the first three or four of the series myself. Okay. It takes place in Jersey, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And they were okay. They're good. The writing's not bad. I, I, it got a bit too... Uh, uh, Stephanie, um, not Steph- Janet Ivanovich used to write romance novels, or or what, do you call, what would you call smut? Okay. Uh, well, they were the you know they were the kind of romance novels that were written because of the steamy scenes, not the romance novels that involve like actual romance. So she was you know that kind. I'm not saying it's lesser. I'm just differentiating. Right. So she wrote that kind of stuff, but then she started doing these this, the uh, and those were making she made money doing it. But then she did the one for the money series with Stephanie Plum, who's this uh, frumpy uh, New Jersey girl bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. She becomes yeah. a bounty hunter because she can't find a job. It's not that too believable, but it was fun and it's okay. Right. And so, but I didn't know they were making a movie, so I watched the trailer. Literally, as you as you started the show, I was watching the trailer. I totally lost. And while we've been talking, I've also been looking up facts on the film. And holy shit, Joey! First of all, the trailer is so bad. Is there as many rewrites as there has there been for uh, Men in Black Three, which oh. we'll get to later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about rewrites. I didn't. I didn't go into any trivia or anything. All yeah. I'm looking at is the trailer and the people involved with the film. Now, here, here, here's where I, I get the trailer starts off with her talking to her, going to her parents' house and talking about how she's broke, she needs a job, and all this. Let Happens- me ask, let me ask you something, yeah. very yes. very quickly, because I haven't seen the trailer yet. Okay. Is Grandma in the fucking trailer? Yes. Fuck me. Why? Well, I think it's one of those characters that readers are forced to laugh at because Stephanie. Uh, no. Keep saying Stephanie Plum. Janet Yovanovitch keeps throwing her in as a comedic character. Yeah. My wife loves the series, loves them. And when she found out the film was coming out in January, her heart just got ripped out, crushed, stepped on, thrown in a right. fire right in front of her. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of what we do. She knows She knows what January means. A lot of people don't, but she does. Uh. Well, anyway... She'll be sitting on the couch, she'll be in bed, she'll be reading the book, and just out of nowhere, just belly laughs. And I always say, jokingly, what's grandma doing? And I get the dirtiest fucking looks every single time. All right, you know what? What? Fuck you, because grandma's actually a good character. Fuck grandma. I like grandma. I like grandma. Fuck grandma. Don't care about grandma. No, she's actually like one of the most, one of the only, one of the few endearing characters of the book. Uh, She's really not. Uh, Now, here's the problem. The first opening shot is her talking to now here in the books. Mm-hmm. She's like she's you know your typical female lead where oh you know I have to lose twenty pounds, so I have a lot of the stuffs about oh I shouldn't be eating that you so know this kind Catherine of Catherine like, Heigl has been miscast, vastly miscast, <laughs> vastly miscast for a character who spends half the time talking about having to get in shape and avoiding and ordering pizza instead of jogging and stuff. And, and wearing sweatpants and stuff. I'm watching the trailer. She's walking around dressed to the nines. 
She she's fucking hot. She's skinny. <laughs> I mean, they they just can't spend enough time showing how skinny she is. Really? <laughs> but but that's not what's bad. That's just like, oh, okay. I, I'm gee, I'm shocked. I guess Sandra Bullock got too old, so they had to go with somebody younger. If they filmed this ten years ago, it would have been Sandra Bullock, hands down. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're shown, but the scene where the, she's talking to her parents, and as a as a film go as a film buff, <laughs> it's one of those setups where when each person talks, the camera cuts from the center. Of the, it's in the, like, it's like the camera's in the center of the table. So when each person cut, talks, you cut to like a full frame shot of them. Oh God. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you you're know talking exactly about. what I'm talking about. I do. And all like the father, the mother, and the grandmother, and then and as you watch the trailer, everyone is so stereotypical. It's like almost like you're watching Married to the Mob. Is that kind of like really comedic stereotypical setup? Okay. Then as you watch the trailer more, you realize whoever made this film must be watching Jersey Shore a lot. Because uh, yeah. the film, if the film takes place in New Jersey. Everyone must talk funny. I'm I'm actually pulling up who the director is. Oh well, oh, that's where it gets fun because when you check the directors, Julie uh, Ann Robinson, who has who has done. Oh God! Oh look, a lot of a lot of television. Oh God! A lot of television. Oh God! Yeah. Everything up until 2010 has been nothing but TV. Yeah. And then the movie that she broke out with was the last song. Uh, which is, isn't that based on the Nicholas Sparks novel? Yes, it is. Oh, cool. There's a shock. Yeah, 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb for that movie. Now, how many screenwriters are there? Why, there are three screenwriters. Miley Cyrus. Oh, God. There's three screenwriters on this film. Three, huh? One of them, uh, the, the, the have this is their first film, mm-hmm. screenwriting. Okay. Don't, what they wrote before this was Goodnight Vagina. Great. The short it was a short. So this is the first film she's written. Then you go to the second screenwriter. Uh, the first one was Stacy Sherman. Then you go to Karen Ray. What's Karen Ray written? Uh, oh, she wrote this. That's it. <laughs> this oh, is her God, screenwriting. You're right. That's it. Debut. Wow, look at that. Now let's go to the third screenwriter. What does she write? Liz, uh, Liz Briggs is... Ex- I'm sure she has uh, a better experience. In it. Oh, look, more TV writing. Nurse Jackie. I will say Nurse Jackie is a really good show. I don't know how much input she has. Oh, she created Nurse Jackie. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? I bet she's the catalyst for why this movie is even being made. So we've got three screenwriters, all yep. of them made, mainly television writers. I'm watching the t- I'm watching the trailer. I'm thinking I'm not surprised. It's really a f- it's it's th- there's nothing appealing. It's, it I'm watching it. It looks like a made for TV movie. For, and for good reason. It really does. And, and yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even finish the trailer, and already I'm just disgusted. Uh, there's, there's a good reason why they put this at the end of January. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I have to apologize to her, but it's no good. <laughs> it's not going to work. Mayor knows it. And and I, she's very unhappy about it. I liked the I liked the first few books of that that I read. I only got out of it because it started getting too much in the, back into that romance territory. Uh, and I'm I'm I, I got, think she's on her fifteenth or sixteenth book. Yeah, and it, it got. It, I stopped because I have I have too much hair on my Seems ass. Like she just does one every year. Well, or two you, a year. Got a thing going, you crank them out. Well, I you mean, know. it's because I know it hasn't been fifteen years, has it? 
half the cast is off of television shows too. You got like two uh, Grey's Anatomy stars oh, God. on the damn TV. It's 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 just it's 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 television. They just, they called in all their favors. All yeah. Congratulations, right. people! You got your Stephanie Plum movie now. And choke it on could it. Very well, be the last one. Choke on it. Eh, they'll fucking reboot it in ten years anyway. No, it'll go direct to video. The rest of the series will be direct to video. All right. Uh, as for the rest of January, opening up this coming weekend, January sixth is going to be The Devil Inside. Now, oh. <laughs> which is essentially one of those based on true events where none of it has actually happened. And they include footage in the film that probably doesn't even really exist, uh, very much in the same vein as The Fourth Kind. Where... No, no. Well, what it is, is is I'm sorry, I cut you off. I no, apologize. I was just saying The Fourth Kind did the same gimmicky bullshit where it said, this is a true story or based on true events. Here's footage and people, dumb people, Well, the whole film's it. that footage. Well, they have, like, footage of in the house, of uh, a murder taking place. They have footage of a f flying saucer going over the house of the woman. And flying saucer? And yeah. What was there a flying saucer in the trailer? The fourth kind I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm I... talking about the, the comparison <laughs> between the fourth kind uh, making its film seem like it's based on true events when every piece of footage in that movie is completely fake. Well, see, that's where you're losing me. I, I, I'm seeing. It I'm less... just saying this film is done the same way. Well, no, this one's actually this one's more like the remember the last exorcism. Yeah. Where it was that's what it is. It's it's a it's a faux document documentary. It, it's it's uh. Well, it says based on true events, and then they show based on... like footage of the night that this woman apparently killed three people, and you can tell you... it's completely fake. But when you watch the film, it's, it's shot in documentary style form. So they're they're trying to get away with both yes, sides. Yes, no. What I'm saying is they showed footage of a newscast saying on uh, tonight uh, we're at the blah 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 house and this happened, and they show like footage of a cop pulling uh, yellow yeah. tape across the scene, the crime scene, right. all that stuff. I'm saying what they're I'm saying shooting to make that look like that's real footage they grabbed from a real TV station. Yeah, but the and point I'm saying is, it's all bullshit. Well, Joey, the point is the whole film shot to look like it's a real film thing. So I, it, it's, I'm just it's, saying it's start. Hold on, it's a moot point. The whole film shot to be real. It's a doc. It's supposed to looks like a documentary. Okay, you're missing my point, though. I think. No, I am. I, I, I just think it's a moot point. No, I'm, I'm saying, it starts off saying, based on true events, Covered and time. I think yeah. that's kind of code word for, for people to say, oh, this is real. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, even, that's what I'm. That's even, what I'm getting at. But even beyond that, it's shot as if it is real. It's shot like a... Well, I don't think people are going to be fooled by that so much. I think what they're trying to fool people into thinking is any footage that they have in it, such as the uh, crime scene footage, the news footage, I think what they're trying to go for is to make people believe that's real. No, I don't. Whereas no, I, the, the rest of it is, okay, this uh, is a movie, this is supposed to be real. What? They're, they're not trying to fool people. They're just trying to build up the... It's it's like when you watch Dawn of the Dead and they have clips of actual, like news footage in the beginning. No, no, no. They're no, not no. trying to fool no, people no. to think there was example. a zombie apocalypse. Bad example. They're, they're, no, they're I really do believe they're there. trying to fool people into thinking that their their news footage, crime scene footage, is supposed to be real in this movie. I I, I think I really do. I think we're both skirting the main issue. That it's gonna blow ass. That it that it, it sucks. Oh yeah. Everything in it has been done before. It's got Ten the times scares. Over. And there's a little bit of paranormal activity in there too. Mm -hmm. With those, oh, like, yeah. uh, there's a real quiet moment. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. Probably something loud and scary. And then, it's like, yep. You know? And yeah, 
you get the it's it's but it's you could really just say it. it's um paranormal activity meets uh the last exorcism yep definitely yeah all right so i see what you're saying but i just think it's a moot point over the main point which is that well, uh, no i i know you know what i'm saying i'm just i'm just saying that i don't like it when when they try and do that i think they they just try and and again, this is only the fault of the people who go and see it. I think they're just trying to take advantage of the moviegoers, trying to trick them into thinking that it's something that it's not. That's all. Uh, That's all. All right, moving on. Uh, this isn't a film that is... It's only being released in January. Not. Uh, it wasn't initially released in January, and they're re-releasing Beauty and the Beast in 3D. Yay. Why? And since uh, The Lion King was so hugely successful, I mean, to the point of it making, I think it made 30 or 40 million. I think it made 30 million its reopened weekend in 3D. Something I ridiculous like that. I won't watch Beauty and the Beast because it breaks my uh, animated feature rule. Oh, animals that talk. A an well, no, with Beauty and the Beast, it's inanimate objects talking. Oh, <laughs> Inanimate objects are not allowed to talk. Yeah, but there's magic involved. I thought that was one of your rules. No, magic. I don't care if magic's involved. Inanimate objects can't talk. Now, if it's a, animals can't talk unless it's the wizard's pet. If the wizard owns a parrot, the parrot can talk. That's allowed. Oh, like Sword in the Stone where uh, uh, the, the owl talked. Merlin had uh, Archimedes. Right, the and, owl. The, and the owl talked. Okay. But then when they became animals, the other animals didn't start talking. They were still animals. Right, like the whole right. the whole scene that, where uh, the, 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 the squirrel the falls in love with him. Right, and the squirrels. Yeah. Right, so that's why Sword in the Stone passes my test. Okay. Aladdin passes my test because the parrot talks, but that's because he's the parrot of the wizard, but the monkey doesn't talk and the blanket doesn't talk. Got it. So, yeah, but Beauty and the Beast breaks my rules. I won't watch it. Okay. Well, you know, because of The Lion King, this is being released. They're uh, re-releasing The Little Mermaid in 3D, and then they're just going to keep going through their goddamn entire collection same Pushing thing. it out in 3D. Lop singing lobsters. Nope, won't do it. Singing lobsters. But it is Atlantis. It is on you know an under-the-sea thing. No, no. Her father is uh, Titan. Not Titan. Don't, um, don't care. The, 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 what the fuck? Neptune? Ne maybe, yeah, I think it's Neptune. Neptune, god of the sea? Yes. That might, It might be him. Might be him. It, it, it could have been Zeus. Not Zeus. He, he, he there's, there's another one that's, uh, he's a sea god, but I don't... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you know that other sea god. Yeah, there's another one. It begins with a P. Poseidon. Poseidon. That's the one. Well, it's not Poseidon's adventure. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on is the Mark Wahlberg film Contraband. That is. Uh, have you seen this one or the I trailer? The, I missed that one. All right, I thought it, I thought it was a documentary. So it, I skipped. It looks like there's. It looks like it'll be. Even though it'll probably not be the greatest film, it looks like it'll be fun, almost like um, the Mel Gibson film from last last year, Edge of Darkness. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, his sister, his sister, his wife's brother, uh, gets in a bit of trouble. Okay, he's supposed to do a drop off, and almost gets caught, so he dumps it in the river. Well, the guys he was doing the drop-off for are pretty much going to kill him. So Mark Wahlberg comes in to try and help his brother-in-law and do one last job because he's totally out of that. And it's hilarity ensues. 
Mark Wahlberg's wife and kid get kidnapped by this bad guy, and of course Wahlberg has to go in and save them. It's your basic plot for this type of movie. I think it'll be fun, but so I, these, I think it's going to be bad, though. Remember, I thought you were describing Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, <laughs> I might as well have been. But that is essentially the plot of that film, Contraband. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's uh, three three screenwriters in that one, too. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. for that. Uh, <laughs> moving on is the film Joyful Noise, and that's the Queen Latifah Dolly Parton film. Have you seen the trailer for this hunk of garbage? No, I missed that one. You should watch that trailer at, at the break. I think they should be using the, uh, they should have a double feature of that with incredibly loud and extremely close. No. <laughs> you don't think those I, two I know work what together? you're going for, but do, do not do not fucking diss Tom Hanks that way. Ah, uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me after after his his Harry Brown whatever bullshit. No, I, I will diss him. Thank no, you. No, 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 no. He's, Tom he, Hanks doesn't deserve it. Well, you haven't take, watched this trailer during the break. I'll make it an extra many, long break. He's he's taking too many easy roles right now. Uh, he should just be directing now or something. Stop, stop. Uh, Probably. Oh, I'm the dead. I'm the dead father from the Twin Towers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And nah. you know what? For the for the longest time until I actually looked it up, I was. Is this a boy or is this a girl? It's a boy. His son. What? No. The, yeah, it's his son. He has very. Very feminine features. Oh, they'll start making fun of the kids. I'm not making fun of him. I'm not saying he's an ugly kid or anything. I'm just saying. He even hit puberty yet. You're, you're well, that's the biggest reason why I was so confused because, you know, when boys haven't hit puberty, their voices can be similar to, to girls. And he has just such feminine features. I'm like, is this a boy or a girl? You, oh, you watch Charlie. that trailer with oh, that in your Charlie. head now and you can understand where I'm coming from. Uh, lo- I. We we can make fun of nine eleven, but I, I I don't like the idea of making fun of the little boy here. I don't, I, don't I think it's out of, out of bounds. Yo, you know why? I didn't make see sure the you queue up trailer? joyful noise during the break. You need to watch this trailer so when we come out of it, you can we can talk about it briefly. You know why I didn't watch it? I was going through them all and I read the I, I didn't read who was in it. I just read the description and I and I immediately thought, oh, it must be an our house film. It's not. Okay, I will watch this during the break. No, no, no. You know when you start watching this trailer, you'll I've know exactly. Who this movie is made for, why it was made, and why it's going to be fucking awful. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, Haywire, <laughs> which uh, is directed by Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very interested in this movie for the reason I think that Steven Soderbergh doesn't normally direct films like this. Now, they're also making a big deal about the lead actress um, who I believe is supposed to be an MMA star or she's in that type of uh, she's in that type of style of fighting or uh, she's just into that. First of all, MMA. I I think she's attractive, but I can't stand her voice. I, her voice sounds like she takes enhancing drugs. I'm sorry. Uh It's, It's a little too deep for me. Um, wow, you're uh, you're just like like banging the gender roles today. The kid the kid looks too feminine. The girl talks too deep. What's going on? Uh, I th- it just it seems she sounds like China from the WWF or WWE now. It, if you look up China, you'll know what I mean. If you okay. watch the trail, if you look up China, you watch a video, you hear China talk, and then you watch the trailer for this. I think there's a big similarity. It's not so exact, but. I'm not digging her, her voice anyway. I don't know. 
it just there's something about this film that I'm just really not interested in seeing. I've seen it before. Uh, she's a secret agent, or she's some sort of an agent. They betray her, and she comes back and kicks their asses. She's she she's a super she's a super agent. Let's double cross her. Right. Oh no, she's rebelling against us. How come we couldn't take her out? <laughs> she's the she's the best there is. Ugh, why did we do this again? <laughs> uh so there's that. Uh, moving on, there is the uh, it's George Lucas funded, but it's film. Oh. Called, it's a film called Red Tails. Oh, have you seen the trailer for Red Tails? Yeah, that's the uh, what is that? The Tuskegee Airmen. Uh huh. But it's more action. I mean, there is. It's like Top Gun meets Tuskegee. Is that pronounced correctly? Am I saying Tus- that right? Tuskegee? Yeah, you're Tuskegee? right. Tuskegee. Okay. Tus- Tuskegee. It, that's that's the best way I can put this trailer. You can't say that too many times, or it doesn't sound like you're saying it right. Yeah, but it's Tuskegee. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But uh, that's 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 how it's that's how it looks. Top Gun meets Tuskegee. Yeah. <laughs> I shot an elephant in my pajama once. How it got my pajamas? I don't know. Oh. Then we tried to remove the tusks, the Tuskegees. And you had a problem. The tusks. Tusks. Nothing but problems. Tus- Tuskegee. The tusks. <laughs> we tried to remove the Tuskegees. Uh, so there's that film also coming out. Uh, and then the same weekend, all three of those movies premiere the same weekend, uh, or I should say Underworld Awakening, Ah! Red Tails and Haywire all premiere the same weekend, which is January 20th. Now, I know you've seen the trailer for Underworld Awakening because you commented it, uh, commented on it, uh, on our Facebook. Yes. And, and, and one of our followers mentioned that they love the series right. because they like a very her. good friend of the show emily she yes she loves the series and your comment was essentially i like chicks and skin tight latex too but there's other things like a plot not happening well, or what, there's other stupid things getting in the way all right don't misquote me sir what i said was what'd you say i said i i, I like as much as the next person i enjoy hot women in skin-tight latex outfits doing acrobatics. Right. But then there's all this stupid shit going on around her that gets distracting. Such right. as, oh, gee, it's a hybrid human-slash-supernatural-monster-child, and I have to protect it because it's the key to the future. <laughs> it's going to save everything. And every time I see a plot line like that, I just want to stab somebody. <laughs> Doesn't even matter who. Is anybody nearby? Right. Just anyone. I know I'm not going to be able to get to the person who, who's responsible. <laughs> Which is uh, isn't that her husband? Doesn't oh. uh, what's his face direct all of these? Len oh, Wiseman. Yeah, you think he makes her like wear that at home? It's kind of like what um, Luke 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 Besson is doing with uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh huh. Is it Luke Besson or Luke Besson? Either way, Besson. Okay, uh, but it's like he put Mila Jovovich in. He puts her in everything. Yeah. He, he put her in uh, the Three Musketeers piece of shit. But he makes, but he makes her dress up like that's where it gets weird. It's like it's like when. Oh, Kevin's- you know what? What am I talking about? Luke Besson isn't married to Mila Jovovich anymore. It's uh, what's his face? Uh, Paul W S Anderson is. He's married to her. That's why yeah. she's in all of the Resident Evil films. That's why she dress- was in the Three Musketeers film. Yeah, but then he makes her dress all hot and does his wacky stuff. Yeah, that's like when Kevin Smith like uh, put his wife in the film in in um, J- Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Yep, and, and she's you also, one of, put, you also put her in Clerks too. 
Well, I haven't seen that yet. But she puts, she, but she's one of the ones that wears like the hot suits and like, you know, and like the lesbian. She's playing lesbian, and and he's talking in the documentary, uh, in the audio commentary. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I, I, just, I wrote that scene for her, and I made her keep the unif- the, the outfit, and so you, you're all a disgusting human being. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, Ar- Argento directing his daughter's rape sequences makes almost more sense to me. Then, oh, yeah. then these these guys who put their wives in their films and then make them dress up in these ludicrous outfits, and then it's like telling your it's like telling your wife to dress up as a hooker. Oh, I just looked up the Underworld Awakening. Yeah, two directors. Uh oh. And they have like things above their their like the letters like umlauts, umlauts, and, and some like circles above the A's. I see an umlaut. What the fuck? Are, what is it? The circle above the A. Circle above the that's a halo, isn't it? Is that a halo? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. That it means is. it's a, a, a is going to heaven. Yeah. The one director is named Mons Marland. Yeah. But his real name or her real name is Mons Magnus Marland from Stockholm, Magnus? Sweden. There you go. Middle name is Magnus. The other director is Bjorn Stein. Bjorn Stein. Bjorn Stein. Bjorn Stein. Yeah. Bjornstein. Also born in Sweden, so they're buds. <laughs> Bjorn Leonard, Leonard Stein. You know what's funny? I now, applaud this person for keeping the Bjorn and not just becoming Leonard Stein. But, now, <laughs> now, but, Am so I the only saying, one that finds that funny? Yes. No. <laughs> really? Now, are, are you saying you can be Bjornstein or Leonard Stein? Are you saying that Swedish... Swedish if you, if Bjornstein's got a ring to it. Bjornstein. 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 Hmm. I like I like Bjornstein. I have a few Bjornsteins. I drink out of them. They're good. Wow. <laughs> I pick that over Leonard. I pick Bjorn over Leonard any day. I don't know. We could never mind. Yeah, but but <laughs> are you implying that the Swedish can't make good films? No, no, no. I'm just pointing out that the film has two directors, and that that's okay. probably a bad thing. Yeah. It usually okay. is a bad thing. I think the last time I was okay with two directors. Uh, was probably, let me see, I want to get the other director. Bill Murray was one director for Quick Time, but the other director was, what the fuck? I'm, I'm watching the trailer to Joyful Noise with the sound off while we're talking. Yeah. Um, so, from what I can make out, it's Queen Latifah. And... No, no, no! You need you need to watch that with the sound. You you're not you can't get away with watching that without the sound. No, sound what... needs to be on. I will, but I, I'm saying all I can all I can tell is it's it's about a, a um a choir, and then Queen Latifah teams up with a a, a ventriloquist dummy looks like that looks like uh, Dolly Parton. You know what's funny about that? Uh, the best way I can describe Dolly Parton in, in that film is it's not really her, right? That's a dummy. Terrence and Philip. You know how in the South Park. Uh, a series, Terrence and Philip, where their head moves above their mouth. It's yeah. not actually connected. It uh-huh. just kind of goes up and down. That's what she looks like. But it's not really her, right? Oh, it's her. No, it's. It, I mean, it can't be her. It's, that's got to be like animatronic thing. Uh, no, it's her. She's. She, they even make a joke about her plastic surgery in the trailer. So, oh, I mean... Uh, and it's not quick time. It's quick change. Quick change? Yeah, Bill Murray and quick Howard, time. And quick, Howard quick Franklin. Quick time is a media viewer. What's that? Quick time is a media viewer. Yes, it is. I believe Apple owns that. Yes, it yes they do. Uh, <laughs> Bill Murray and Howard Franklin directed Quick Change, one of my absolute favorite movies uh, by Bill Murray. Probably, I would say one of 
in in the top five Bill Murray films. That I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. No, it's a great film. It is really a great film. One of the last great I hate New York movies. Yes. Yeah. Got to get out of this place. I fucking and, hate New York. Yeah, I, I hate this town. Yep. <laughs> over and over again. Yep. God, I love that movie. Uh, so let's see. I think. Well, it do- that doesn't do it for January, but I think we need to move on faster. <laughs> well, no, did we miss something. There was something I wanted. To th- there was something I wanted to talk about in January. What else is there? About Underworld. Th- what? There's six more movies. No, I'm sorry. There's nine more movies in January. Go through them real quick. I, right. I think you got one I- uh, the Liam Neeson film, The Gray. That doesn't look too bad. Well, it's- you know what I think. This is what I think. I think this is more a situation where Liam Neeson. His film Taken was released in January, and it did extremely well. Last was, weekend in January. Last weekend. But still January. Correct. Okay. The It was released in January. It did extremely well, only for the it's reason awesome that movie. it just wasn't supposed to be released in January. It was actually released... You could, you could purchase the DVD overseas a year before it was even released here in America. I'm convinced it's one of those films they just didn't totally get, or they just felt it was too dark, or something like that. Right. And and, and that was an awesome movie. So, and then his, his other film, uh, The Unknown, was released last January as well, and that actually did very well. Which so I I have a thrilled, feeling thrilled me less. That thrilled me less. I haven't seen it yet, but I have a feeling what they're going for here is wait, wait, statistics. Wait, have, you, have you seen The Born Identity? Uh, yeah. You've you've seen it. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay, but it's worth it's worth seeing for Liam Neeson. But yeah, you've seen it. Okay, uh, but I think they're going just based on statistics. Okay, Liam Neeson's last two films did really great in January. Let's release this in January. Do you think that's why? Uh, from a money perspective, yes. It's a totally different kind of film, though. It's like an Arctic survival film as opposed to a uh, like a, a revenge or right. And I'm not I'm not saying that it probably didn't test well. And that's why it's being released in January. But I don't think this is going to be a bad film. I think they might overdo it with the CGI animals. Yeah. But I'm probably. not sure. I, I I will see it mainly for Liam Neeson. You know what? I can forgive CGI animals if they're trying to do like a dangerous wolf pack. Right. Because I, how, how do you recreate that really? When I saw on the trailer, I'll forgive them the CGI wolves if if they're done well. But you know what's funny about that? There's this, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a commercial going on for DirecTV or Dish Network, I forget what it is, and it's about their their DVR system where you can pause, go into another room, unpause, go into yeah, another room, unpause. Those. Did you see the commercial that they have with the guy, he's out in the middle of nowhere, it's snowing, and two wolves are attacking him? Yeah, I think I saw that. So okay, that's... that looked great, and I'm pretty sure for the most most of that commercial, it's not CGI wolves. I think some of it is, but I think they could very well get away with using real wolves and mixing CGI. Can, and that's just I, a commercial. Since since you brought that up, can I just mention that being a movie person and being somebody who likes to watch movies on TV at home uh-huh. and someone who likes to pause stuff and it, if you are actually in the kind of if you if you are the kind of person where you need to pause it and, and go then in another keep, room. Keep watching it while you're in the kitchen, and you can't like just stop for five minutes. 
you, you might need to seek help. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. You, you might actually have a problem with just dealing with the real world. I mean, I, I get what they were going for in a commercial where he's in the living room, pauses to go get a pizza, and then decides, I think I'm going to finish watching this in the bedroom. What, what they're trying to do is take something sad and make it look and make it look cool <laughs> really i love the analogy i love it that's really what it is like you can almost see them sitting around a table says yeah so what kind of pathetic bastard is watching this here has to wants to has to pause, can't even finish watching it in the living room with the pause it and watch it in here why well, is it well let's Pizza make it like for a, one Robot smashing through. His I mean, wall. and you're right too, because the guy's all by himself too. It's not like he's with his wife and his kid. He's just he's alone. <laughs> yeah, because because he ordered a, normally, a small pizza because it's normally, just him. Yeah, because normally you'd pause it and then you talk or something while you're doing whatever you're doing. Let's get popcorn. Okay, let me pause this for a minute. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, it, no, it's sad. It's sad and depressing and horrible. That's why I don't watch television anymore. Ah. Uh. Because right. once you can read through the commercials, they all are depressing or irritating. Yeah. But, <sighs> yeah, but, but I, I think that looks good. What else is there? There's a couple more, right? There is uh, Man on a Ledge, <laughs> which is um, Sam Worthington. He's on a ledge for the movie. Stuff happens. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the one where they, they give the twist away in the trailer. What is it, by the it, way? He, he, uh, he, it's a cover for a heist. Oh, is it what it is? He's up there to distract them and to prove his innocence or something. It's like, why would you tell us this in the trailer? They, I mean, they could tell you a little bit, more, but it really turns down. It just they give away so much in the trailers that there's no surprises now. Maybe, maybe they give it away very early. And Actually, it's like you know what? Fuck it. It's a January film. They give you know it away. I, I mean, you see it coming. Fuck this shit. You know what I think? What's that? And and again, Hollywood rule: the one that comes out first is always the ripoff. I have a weird feeling that Tower Heist was a ripoff of the Ledge movie. Oh, really? Look, at it's the same thing. Oh, you know, I was, I was, uh, I have to, we're, we have to, they have to break into a safe to steal this thing that was supposedly stolen that his boss stole. Huh. Uh, it's, it's like a very similar setup, and you're also, and he's on a ledge. They're going up to a tower. I, I. It's not verbatim, but I just it really seems too similar to me. Where it's like, oh, let's just steal this and move with it. Because really, Jack, I can't see Jackass coming, you know, directing a movie that's actually original. Right. Until Rush Hour Seven comes out. Yeah. <sighs> what is uh, shit? There, there is another movie that I thought that it was. There's another movie with a guy in the ledge too. Yeah. Uh, it came out last is, year. What the fuck is or, it called? It's called um, the Ledge. It's just called the Ledge. Ledge, and that's the guy where where his uh, he was cheating on he was sleeping right. with some guy's wife. Yep. And he's a religious nut, and he he tells me, "Well, you go on the legend." Well, you that's don't what's jump his face. Him. That's uh, the, the the Wilson, the guy that was in um, uh, Patrick Wilson. He was the guy yeah. that was in uh, the fuck was the name of the movie? Um, I can just look it up real the quick. Happening. Hot stuff. No. <laughs> it Santa was Hard Candy. Hard Candy. He played oh, yeah, uh, the pedophile in Hard Candy. Right. That was such a good movie. It was a good movie. It took you a long time to see it, but I'm glad you did. It took me a long time to watch a lot of movies. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I initially thought that it was that film. And I'm no, like, wow, too. they waited a long time to release this. At first, me too, right. And that, that one looked interesting. Like, that one gives gives away the story, mm-hmm. but it, but the whole point is it's about everything going on behind it, and, and, and there's so much, you know there's more to it. With this new one uh, on the ledge or whatever the hell it is, like this giveaway so much, you know, it's just going to be a matter of uh, 
I don't know. It's not gonna. I, I it looks stupid. It does look stupid. But it looks but it looks like I I I would put good money on Tower Heist being in some way a ripoff. Just as worse. Just as when I say ripoff, I mean ripoff like where they hear oh. They're, this studio's working on this. Oh, we have to crank out one just like it. Let's do this. Yeah. And then it blows out of proportion. Next thing you know, Eddie Murphy's in it, and it's all shot to hell. Yeah. All right. Same weekend. Uh, that's Eddie, January 27th is the... Oh, we already talked about it. That's one for the money. So, the uh, Stephanie Plum movie. A.K.A. Jersey Shore meets... Uh, oh, I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> Oh, and dude, you know what? I said there was dude. six. I was looking at, because they always list a little bit of February at the bottom of the list. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole month. That's the, all of the January films. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, so we, if we can merge onto films coming out this year, yeah. we watched the trailer recently for, what was it, 1,000 words or 2,000 words? I just I saw that recently myself. Yeah, I think I showed it to you, didn't I? Oh, that's right. You showed it to me at your place. And Again, great title. 2,000 words. What's the film? Oh. Oh, yeah. Is it two thousand words, or am I am I am I remembering that wrong? I forget. Um, now. I think it's a thousand words. Thousand words. It's not like a, a weird or kind ten, of name. Ten thousand. It, it's. I'll look. I, it I'll up. look it. Uh, no, I'll look it up while we're talking. No, 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 no. no my my problem, my mistake. It's okay. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. The first thing that comes up is Norbit. Yeah, you notice that? <laughs> wow. Like, he just can't uh, it, it is a thousand words. Thousand words, right? Just oh my God, he's doing the Hong Kong Fui movie. Oh, good, because that I, was it's animated because it says voice. Ah, uh, well, he's going to play ten characters. A thousand words completed. Unfortunately, does that mean he's dead now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but that th there you go. There's just Eddie Murphy. You, you watch that, and where like, where did they get this alternate cover for Coming to America? Probably like a DVD release. You know what that is? That is just a still. That is a production photo that they use for the cover. That you was need... never a poster. Oh no, no, no! Uh, why don't they use the posters for the DVD covers? I, I love. I, the movie I think. Posters. I think. It, I think it comes down to we're gonna have to pay how much more money? No, 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 no. We'll use stock photos. No, I don't think it's that at all. I, I, I think you it really has think to. Be, so? re, re, I think it's repackaging. I, just, I think they feel they have to. I, I think they feel that like when, when you when you. A poster, a movie poster, right, is made for you know a big. It's a big tablet. It's a big yeah. tableau. Sure, it's huge. So when but when you shrink that down, the detail smaller. So they redesigned these DVD cases and video cases so you can see. So you just it's simpler. Two big faces. I I guess I I don't know. I mean, you got to remember these original posters, these gigantic posters. They're, they're high resolution images even back then. Uh, I don't think it would be that difficult to shrink that down with with very good uh, with good detail. I, I think it would be fine. I mean, we've seen oh, it before. I agree, but that's I think that's the rationale behind it. Uh, I, I have I have a theory. I guess I have a theory behind a thousand words. Hmm. I, I I think it comes from the idea of of uh, enough people getting together and saying, "Would Eddie Murphy please just shut up for once? <laughs> please just shut up. You, you you're done." Stop talking. It's over. And they say, oh, we can make a movie out of that. <laughs> that that That's all. So that's the month of January. He does the baby back ribs, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, baby back, baby that, back, baby back Yeah, ribs. that hasn't been funnier since I heard it in uh, Austin Powers 2. Yeah. Because <laughs> the only thing funnier than listening to a black man sing that is watching a fat man sing that. I, I really can't. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, again, again, that's just that. This is what 2012 holds in store for us. Movies yes. like a, a thousand words. Yes. Oh yeah. All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, prequel sequels remakes. Um, I'm going to watch the uh, joyful noise. Watch the joyful noise trailer with sound. I'll I'll make sure that uh, this break goes on for a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent, urgent for some connection. Don't worry. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. <laughs> Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do? I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. And I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. You get a two-week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And we, and, and, and we need it. Please. Yes. Well, I, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Go audible.com, <laughs> yes. Prometo solemnemente defender el bien y luchar contra la injusticia y la maldad. Queasy. A little queasy. Well, what'd you think? So it's it's sister act meets high school musical. Yep. Uh, meets set it up with a little bit of step rhinestone up. mixed in. Step up. Step up. Yeah. Step up. What? Isn't there a set it up? No, step up. No. With a little bit of rhinestone mixed in, maybe. Don't don't bring rhinestone into this. Hey, rhinestone <laughs> was was a, a, a big big movie. That's what I mean. Don't don't defame it. Don't don't defoul it. What's the word yeah, you I'm know, looking for? You you liked Rhinestone. I did like Rhinestone. 
yeah, that, I always that, remember uh, liking it when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember liking a lot of things when I was a kid. Yeah. That's why I don't think I, I, I go back to a lot of films as an adult, because I don't want to not like it anymore. <laughs> oh, God. The villain with, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, uh-huh. oh, what's his name? What, like, what is... I remember loving that as a kid. I would watch it over and over again. Oh, the villain. I'm thinking. Villain. I, I, no. I'm wondering what you're talking about. Oh, the, I'm like, when was Arnold Schwarzenegger a villain? No, the villain. The villain. It? Yeah, I remember that. Kirk that was, Douglas. Uh, was, he was, uh, what, blue? He was wearing like a blue cowboy suit. Uh, Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah, he, well, he was, oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, and it, I remember loving it as a kid, and then I rented it one time, and just watching it, oh my god, <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh my god, I was a stupid child. <laughs> I was easily amused, wasn't I? This yeah. is insanely bad. Uh, uh, you know what? And that was like, I think that was like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it again. I need to find it again and watch it again and <laughs> just see if it's changed again. Because it's possible. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe now I'll appreciate the badness of it. Because <laughs> last time I watched it was before we were doing the whole bad movie thing. So maybe uh, yeah. maybe, I've come, yeah, maybe, maybe I've come full circle. Yeah, maybe you can challenge to me one day. Oh, I'll have to get a copy of it first. I don't need to get, for you to get me a copy. No, I said I'll have to get a copy. Oh, I, you can find it. I can get you a copy. Don't worry. All right, let's uh, let's start our sequels, prequels, remakes list, and um, this is going to be all the sequels, prequels, remakes. We're not going to do every single one. We're just going to do the ones that uh, we're we're interested in talking about. Oh, very quickly, uh, only because the, my list is very short. I don't uh-huh. know how short your list is, but before we jump into this, are there any movies you're really looking forward to seeing in the theater? No. I mean, like, where you're just going to say, I have to go see this movie. No. there None, really. Really. I mean, it would really have to be... Uh, no. Nothing's really got me so excited where I was like, oh, I need to see this. In the, 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 the theater... I actually... Really I, I have three movies. Three? Really? That's, and I think that... For me, I think that's a lot. There's only three movies that... Going through my list here. Okay. There's only three movies... For 2012, where I'm going to make the very best effort to go see in the theater, probably opening weekend, because I just I really want to see these three movies. Uh-huh. And uh, very quickly, the three are no surprise here: The Dark Knight Rises. I uh-huh. just I just love the Batman franchise. I love yes. Nolan's take on the Batman franchise. I really think the third film is going to be good. I'm not going to get all caught up in the hype because if I do, I might, I don't know, I think I might not like it as much. Not that that should play a part. If it sucks, it's going to suck. But I, I think if come, I get too caught up in the hype, it might ruin it. That's probably the closest I might come to saying I need to see it in a theater. Um, I'm glad you brought up The Dark Knight, though, because you sent me the the uh, the list, a, a couple of things with a list of films coming mm-hmm. out. And I like the one description of Dark Knight because it says at one point, um, do, 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 do. I know the list you're talking about. The writer yeah. he essentially says he wants to see it really bad. He thinks it's going to be great, but he knows that it's not going to please everyone. And he hopes it's as good. He hopes it's as good as he thinks it's going to be. But he doesn't want to get all cut up in the hype either. 
Now nah, you're you're missing what I'm going to say. Oh, it, sorry. it was the it was the uh, it was the box office mojo list, and it says in one point it says there's been a wave of skepticism tied to the project lately, particularly regarding the villains Catwoman and Bane. Thank you. I'm not the only one who thinks Bane's a stupid fucking character <laughs> to put in a goddamn movie. I think Nolan will do it right though. I think I Nolan will make Bane cool. I that is you, just that's just my my prediction. I give you permission to die. I give you permission to get a to lose the fucking mask. Give me a real villain, and don't turn this into a whole anti anti occupy situation. I don't know if you're a hundred percent right on that. Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't think you're. The there's enough villain. movies where you can make that comparison where the poor or the meek want the what the wealthy and the powerful have I, I think there's just too many movies you can make that comparison just the fact that they they, they were filming scenes near wall street i just no, no, don't no. know if you're 100 percent right dude the i'm not i'm not saying which way the film is going because i haven't seen it yet right. and i and I'm, I'm not as skeptical of nolan as i would be of other filmmakers but after a happy you know after all the stuff going with occupy and this great you know and this great upsurge against the fact that there's the largest disparity between the the rich and the poor in this country in since the depression or even before right i mean i I don't want to start getting the numbers here because i don't have anything in front of me but it's vast it's been growing larger and larger no i I, i've seen some flow charts recently and enough where people are beginning to take notice it's pretty staggering then then i'm watching the film about you know and and catwoman's telling him you know you, you you know how 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 could you even think you could Take all of this for yourself and not share it with the others. It sounds like it sounds like like Rush Limbaugh wrote that line. <laughs> really, it does. It's like Ayn Rand. Well, what makes I, I'm, you I'm really think, hoping. What makes I'm, you think that it's anti-Occupy? Maybe because Nolan is for <laughs> Occupy and he threw that in there, you know, to support it. My, well, just because it's the villain saying it to well, Rich, Catwoman is. Let me finish what I'm saying. If you're going to ask me the question, I'll. Let me just finish my rationale there. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's one of the villains saying it to the the rich billionaire playboy alter ego of the vigilante who s- protects the city, and then there are other scenes of of Bane, uh, from what I can tell, rallying prisoners to arms and of people looting or uh, smashing through Wayne Mansion. And it could go either way, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying I think it's anti, but it really has that feel to it in the trailer. And I'm just, if he's going to blur the lines to that, I'm wondering which way he's going to lean. Right. That's all. And it concerns and okay. being a stupid character. I, <laughs> I've always liked Bane. I've liked the comic book Bane. Aww. I've never liked the Schumacher Bane, uh, or any other variation of no him. No one liked the Schumacher Bane. Nobody liked the Schumacher Bane. I like the um, Bane. In, in the Arkham City, yes, that Bane. But I, I, I think Bane is just an underrated character. That's for a reason. What? For a reason. Oh, stop. Anyway, I don't think Catwoman is go- is a true blue villain though. I just get that feeling that she is going to become an ally at some point. Well, she's they always play that with Catwoman. She's, it's always she's the villain, but she's not as evil as everyone else. And right, yeah. And, and, and if you've ever read any of the comics and followed the Batman universe. Uh, Bane actually isn't a really a true blue villain either. At some point in the Batman storyline, he be- befriends Batman in a way and helps him uh, uh-huh. in certain situations. So it, it's uh-huh. it's it, no it, Bane is a much more complex character than he's given credit for, and that's 
That's just uh, my opinion. I think Nolan will do it right. All right, moving on. My other two films. You could have just rebooted the Riddler. Uh, I don't. That was the whole thing. The when Dark Knight Rises was pretty much a week old, there was all this speculation that the next film was going to have the Riddler and Johnny Depp was going to play him. And I think a lot of times fanboys start the rumors to try and get to the director. It was a good rumor. Well, I. Th- it was a great idea. Well, if I-, I can finish my sentence. What? <laughs> You were I talking? Said, yes, I was talking. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, not, and I'm not begrudging the rumor. I'm not saying it wasn't a good rumor. I'm just saying that I think a lot of them get started because they want to try and push this information to the, to the director to kind of maybe spark an idea, go, you know what? Riddler, Johnny Depp, that does actually sound like a good idea. But it rarely it ever works. It I, did. I don't even... Th- I mean, this also went all the way back to when they were... They were trying to get Howard Stern to be the Scarecrow. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that. You don't remember that rumor? No. That was a big one. Yeah. As far as the Batman right. franchise goes, it was a yeah, big was... one that they were going to try and get Howard Stern to play Scarecrow, yeah. just because five... Howard Stern's like six foot five. five, five yeah. Gee, and how hard is it to find a six foot five person? It's not, but they oh, wanted wait, someone. They wanted uh, somebody tall, lanky. Six, you know, Dude, six foot five range, and was five, a recognizable called, personality. They never called me. They never I'm called recognizable. you. I'm recognizable across the street. <laughs> There's Scott. Look at him. There he goes. No, the th- the thing with the Riddler is what it comes out is like, oh yeah, the Riddler, and the Riddler could be a serial killer, and he leaves riddles like the, to try to, to, you know, and if they can solve the riddle, they'll stop his next, you know, stop him from killing the next person. And like this mastermind playing this huge game with the city while he's killing people. And like, wow, that's awesome. And that really builds up your hopes. And then you hear, oh, yeah, they're doing Batman. They're doing uh, Catwoman and Bane. Really, they're doing Bane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, the Riddler idea with the serial killer and the, and the riddles, like the Zodiac kind of thing, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, it is. Well, they're doing Bane. Listen. Just just, oh, just a, hear me out. They blew up a football field. Woo! It, I think that looked cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Just hear me out. The only character, the only character to ever do any real damage to Batman has been Bane. And Nolan wants to do this trilogy. He wants to do it in in his way, the right way. He wants to make the whole, I think it says the legend ends. I think that's the tagline. Yeah, I think he's killing off the series. Right. So whoever comes in has to reboot it again. Well, I don't know if that's totally the case, but... I hope so. I think it's to the point of where, well, no, I think it's to the point of where uh, Batman has become Nolan's. That universe, that style, that look to the film is completely Nolan's. And for anyone else to come in and try and recreate it will probably fall flat on their face. And if they do it correctly, great, more power to them. But I think the biggest reason why he chose Bane was because Bane breaks Batman's back in the comic. It's the yeah. only character to ever hurt Batman. It's the only character to ever make Batman doubt anything he's been he's ever done. That's I think not Bane. True. No, no. It's the first one to cripple him. Yeah, I not think the it's the first. I out. think it's the first character to, to really fuck up Batman in such a way where he's to the point of maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. No, it's happened a lot. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't listen. I'm not. Uh, 
so religious in reading the Batman comics, but I've had I have read enough of them that I know Batman was one of the biggest characters to fuck with Batman. Yeah, but again, he always had moments of doubt as like part of the character. That's why. Yeah, why no, but I'm more... but, well, okay. What I'm saying is Bane really fucked him up physically. He crippled him. No, and mentally. Well, that that goes with the crippling. <laughs> when someone ba- breaks you over their knee, that tends to fuck you up mentally as right. well. And I think that's why Bane, one of the biggest reasons why Bane was chosen was because he's that that character that really fucked with Batman in a big way. Now, yeah. I got into, a, a, not an argument, but I just made a comment on a forum somewhere, which it, that was my biggest mistake, even going to a forum, and, a forum and making a comment. I said, I wonder if Nolan will break Batman's back. And of course, there was this very snobby, almost like you're not a movie buff. Uh, it's like, oh, Nolan ain't gonna break his back. That, that's not gonna happen. And I'm just saying to myself, how the fuck do you know? And why is that impossible? And the more I look at this trailer, the more I see scenes of Batman or Bruce Wayne with like a full beard, you know, just kind of looking all disheveled. Yeah, he breaks his fucking back, and I'm calling that right now. Well, I mean. We, the whole idea of Nolan ending this three-part trilogy, well, as opposed to the five-part trilogy, yeah, right. so, sorry, <laughs> but, like, ending this whole trilogy as his own and like encapsulating it. Look at it this way: Spider-Man. They only did three of those. They're rebooting that now. Uh, yeah, they are the Amazing Spider-Man, I, I, which I we'll we'll get to in the list. Right. I think we're seeing. A, I think we should get to it next since we're talking about Batman. All right. Well, um, I just want to talk about my last two movies so we can hang move on. on. All right, but hang, but hang on. But I'm getting to a point with this though, because you you brought it up, and I think it's a good point. Okay. I I think we're going to. I think we're seeing a new trend with Hollywood, where they realize when these series get into the fourth, fifth, and sixth sequels, people stop seeing them because they're getting stale. Well, they kind of get tired of what the director's vision was or is, or even just or even just the the, the franchise itself. Mm-hmm. And you can see that what what they tried doing with Schumacher, where. He, where or with the first Batman series, where they ended up changing the actor every every movie, or you look at what happened with Spider Man, which after the first film, when they had all that trouble with Tobey Maguire with his back, and they were like, "Oh, you know, we would we'll replace your ass." Yeah. You know, so and then they had the double backs. Oh no, no, I'm good enough to do exercise. You know, do the special stuff now. I can do my stunts. Um, you see this reluctance reluctance of Hollywood now to place their bets on anybody long term. And what you see with Batman and what you see what happened with Spider-Man is, okay, we do a trilogy. We play that out for, uh, you know, between five or ten years, depending on how long the productions take. And then in that time, our childhood audience who bought the toys has grown up. Right. We, we start over again. We have a fresh audience. You know, we're not waiting a full generation. We're just going ten years. So our toy buying audience or our our Halloween costume buying audience or our candy buying audience has grown up to the point where they're not following, swayed by this anymore, and now we change everything we go for that young audience again. Right. So you've got Spider-Man restarting and I I won't mention anything else about that because that's it. And I I guarantee the same thing's going to happen with Batman. They'll pick a whole new director, they'll go in a whole new direction, maybe they'll go campier. Well, no, I think think Darren Aronofsky's going to be the new uh, director for the Batman series, so so he might take it a bit more. He's going to go way dark with it. He and may I, go darker, but I'm saying he may also go more Tim Burtony as far as like more uh, surrealistic, maybe. I think he, so, and I he think may he'll go do close, well. He may try to go more towards the cartoon, but he'll take it a different direction. They'll get younger people to do it, and I see this as a pattern, a trend forming. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Transformers gets a reboot in like five years. 
Yeah, because they did three movies. I, I, you're going to see this three movie cycle now. I think it's these these two successful superhero franchises. I think are going to pave the way for this. I think Michael Bay will do one more, and I think you're right. I think they'll end up rebooting it at some point. But yeah. I think I think for as far as Batman goes, uh, Aronofsky, um, he was dubbed, or he was sought after to be the director of Batman before he was they actually slated. went with Nolan. He was slated. He he backed out. He and and the first Wait, film wasn't going to be called Batman Begins. That's what Nolan ended up choosing. But it was supposed to be called Batman Year One. He was he was going to go by. He he actually went interviews carrying the Year One graphic novel, saying, "I'm doing this." Yeah, and yeah. it was uh, just creative differences. That's why he stepped down. He wanted to go, and and even though Nolan did a really great job with uh, the first and second film, uh, he did a more realistic. Uh, more realistic universe, I would say, uh, where well, more, more than more so than Burton's. Well, yeah, more so than most comic book films, anyway. Um, more uh, realistic uh, locales, things like that. But he also did it more modern. Now, yeah, if you, when you when you we mentioned year one and stuff, I could almost see Aronofsky going back, uh, taking a, a kind of a tip of the hat from uh, or taking a lead from. I hate to say taking lead from Burton, which is because it's not true. Yeah. But how Burton tried to mix like fifty styles in with modern day in his film, right? Which didn't work as well as you might remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could almost see Aronofsky going for that kind of feel and almost taking it back to the, like like if you took the the Adam West Batman's, but did them serious. Yeah. No, so I, you, I can all I can definitely you take see it back that. to the. So you take it back to the '60s or '70s, and so you have him with like his costume isn't this like future futuristic sci-fi thing. It looks like something out of the Rocketeer. Did you ever have you seen Black Swan yet? Yes. There are scenes in that where you can see what he might go for dark-wise with certain costumes uh, in that film, where he could go with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like like character work, uh, movements of 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 the characters in certain way, the way they're wearing the costumes, the way they're acting. I can definitely see some Batman type elements. I don't in, know if we're gonna have. Scenes. I don't know if we're gonna have lesbian sex scenes in uh, Batman, though. I hope so. I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying it'd be a negative. I just no, don't know. I know. What would happen. Uh, uh, or if, if we play Catwoman the way she was in Year One, that might happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. anyway. Uh, so that's one film that I want to see in the uh, opening weekend. I'm oh, sorry, you saw <laughs> like half an hour. Just one. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other film. Uh, or the other two films. Uh, the second one is World War Z. I'm just very, very, very interested. I don't. Maybe I, it's probably because it's a zombie film, but I think it's the way it's done, the way it's brought in from all the different perspectives of everyone. Kind of, kind of in this. You know, one person flashes back and remembers. Oh, this is how it was, and it led up to it, and then a different person, then a different person. I'm just really interested. I don't know why. But I'm just really interested in that. My, and I think I have to see it in the theater. I own the book. I have not read it. I've, I've glanced through it, and I know about the book, so I can speak as an expert on it. Um, <laughs> a lot of hype has been made of some people recently that that the book is like an interesting way of doing it, and like the movie, like oh, it's a hard book. The 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 yeah, I heard the screen. that too. Yeah, and but. The book is really just like a collection of supposed interviews and documentations of like you know people what happened, and it's really in some ways 
it seems like a like a quick hacking way to hack like the, the crank a book out real quick. Well, instead of doing a you know a, a whole a full story novel with you know real a real story structure and arc and characters and all that, right. I just I'll, you know you can just write a bunch of single uh, testimonies about the end of, about the zombie apocalypse and throw them all together and it, it's an interesting read. And I don't again I'm not as impressed as I think I sh- everybody else seems to be. Okay. Um, I, I'll see it because it's a zombie film. Even though I think zombie films are pretty much, I think zombies are played out. Oh really? I think it's. I think the zombie thing. You know. You know who killed the zombies? Who's that? Um, I had an answer for that and I forgot. <laughs> uh, I, I. You know. You know. What, you know Romero. Who the, no. Uh, um. What do you think? Pride of and Pre- Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That's what killed the zombies. Oh. Okay. Because the, the minute that came out. You know, the every- same author wrote a book, Abraham Vampire Hunter, which is coming out this year? Yes, I am aware of that, sir. I'm actually uh, interested in that. I, I am interested in that. I, I think it's a con- I think it's one of those things where the title is the best thing about the concept. Yeah. But uh, an interesting director could at least make it look interesting. I hope so. So, but again, I, I, I don't think it has legs. I don't think, I don't think, I, I think it's like a cool title and a cool cover. And then once you get into it, it's like, wow, I don't have to write a whole story about this. And it's a bit too just. Uh, it's it's really hard to build something really good on such a simplistic concept. Yeah. Um. But, 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 but yeah. Zomb- um. The minute Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out, that just blew it up. Where all of a sudden everybody was doing zombies, and ever since then it's just been zombie here, zombie there. It's like when it's like when Simpsons became popular. All of a sudden everyone was wearing a Bart Simpson T-shirt. Yep. Oh, and you had to have the Matt Groening signature on it, or else you were shunned. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, I, I'm used to being shunned. Uh, <laughs> oh, because I, they were making bootlegs of those shirts left and right. That's why. That's all there. Was. There's nothing but bootlegs. Like it fucking yeah. really mattered. But my my point is, all of a sudden, everybody was into Bart Simpson in the tagline, and it lost the the coolness of it because it, now everybody, people that n- never would have liked it before, suddenly liked it. Right now, all of a sudden, everyone loves zombies. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, zombies are cool. Now we're seeing zombies that occupy protests. What the hell's that? <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, you, you're helping the cause. That's fucking Thank, ridiculous. Thanks yeah, a lot. You know what I find to be? They'll take, a, they'll take us seriously now. You're dressed as a zombie. Well, you know what's funny? Oswald Patton, Patton Oswald. I'm sorry. Patton Oswald. Oh, you. I think you made fun of me for doing the exact same thing. I did, but I yeah. corrected myself, whereas you didn't. Um, I don't need to have you there because <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, he said something very smart uh, and very on the money where he was he just basically said very quickly about Occupy he said you want to really get people's attention show up in business suits show up dressed well show up organized don't just camp out like homeless people in the middle of a park and expect to get what you want he said the second you go out there and you're, you're extremely organized you don't look like just some hippie, and you know what you're doing, that's when shit happens. Whereas what you're saying, you know, people are dressing up as zombies, they're camping out, they're out there for the free food, they're not really there for the cause. You know, Bloomberg comes in for a 2 o'clock in the morning raid when there's no media. It's just bound to happen that way. And I like Pat Oswald, but I think it's a kind of simplistic way to look at it, too. And I know. I think it's. I think he's right. No, in a, in, a, in a lot of ways with that with that statement. He's right to an extent. 
Because what he's saying is that when you come out here and, and you look and, and you feel a stereotype, then people will automatically go for that stereotype and then you lose anything else because all they see is that stereotype. But first of all, when you're camping out in a park for two months, it's kind of hard to maintain a three-piece suit. Um, and just well, be, and, no. And, I, what and, I... then, and, and what you're doing is saying, I can't take you seriously unless you look like this per like like the people that we're, t- we're against and, and, and I'm not, pl- well i used i used suit but i'm just talking about not dressing like some fucking hippie out of vermont you get right. what i'm saying oh, and, sure. and, and i don't and, think that you have to stay out there i think you go home and you come back no well because then you're just commuting that's the whole point of protest is supposed to be inconvenient and if you're no, living out nothing, there what's the difference there's nothing inconvenient there's nothing inconvenient to other people about you commuting to your daily protest you stay there and you get in the way that's the whole point yeah uh, well, and, i mean what are you doing at night you're just getting in the way of everybody else that's the that's point, trying to run though. a respectable business that's the point that's how you get that's how you get attention that's why it's a protest even that's even, why even to hurt local businesses in the in the area where people just hurt don't... local businesses yeah because the one thing new york city has a problem with is dealing with crowds yeah you know what i didn't i didn't hear I, I, listen I, we're, we're, we're not here to talk about politics we're here to talk no, about but, movies but, but no but I, I gotta say I, there was this huge huge crowd uh when was it new year's eve i think it was uh in new york city <laughs> and I didn't hear anything about hurting local businesses. I mean, it was wall to wall. You couldn't get anybody in there. That's, it was packed solid. There were pl- the police presence was in the thousands. I didn't way, hear anybody way, complain about businesses. Different. It's way different. But I, I didn't hear anything about. I didn't hear business complaining that they were, they were losing customers because nobody could get to their storefront that night. For one night, that's totally and, different. No, and no one, they're making tons of money because they're there. And forget we're we're not talking about this anymore. It's, it's, and I know I brought it up, but it's just we're going in the wrong direction. Well, you, you can't you can't bring up politics to me, sir, and then just just pull it out from under me. Well, uh, all I will say in closing is that yes, there were zombies that occupy protests, and that bothered me. But you also had you also had people in colonial garb at your Tea Party rallies. <laughs> so every protest has lunatics of that embarrass you there. Of course so, they do. But the answer the answer isn't to say everybody come wearing polo shirts and khakis. That's not a solution. That's just a convenience for no, you. No, I was just repeating so what Patton un- Oswalt was saying. Oh no, and I and, and, I, and I was just saying that I that's my argument against him. I I'm liked saying. his comment because I think in a lot of ways the more organized you are, the better your chances are of getting things done. And I think just sitting out in a tent somewhere... He's not talking about organized. He's talking about looking presentable so you don't feel awkward standing next to the guy who looks like a reject from the, from uh, Woodstock. He's like, well, yeah, no. he, I don't want to be associated he, with that guy. He said he, organized more than he did say look, look good. I think he, he, what he really said was if you're organized and you don't look like a hippie, you're going to get more results. That's all. But they were organized. There are, there were certain people there that were organized, yes, but not everybody there was there for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people there just taking advantage of other people trying to get shit done. Taking advantage of what? The fact that uh, they had uh, free food, you know. Oh, uh, well, what? You've been what? watching Bill O'Reilly? No. All right, now we need to move because I'm going to start getting angry with you. What, what are you on. talking about? The... Move on. Move on. Move on. Uh... What's next? We're gonna start a politics show. Mm. All right. <laughs> we're, All right. We're, we're, start, we're starting a politics podcast. Let's not. It'd be politics. Let, let's not do that. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, we'll get the residual bandwidth and push it over to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> All right, and the last film for we're taking a break after this, by the way. <laughs> What's the last film? The last film is the Quentin Tarantino film, Django Unchained. Django. I'm, Django. I said to Django. No, no, Django. It's just Dang, Django? Django. It is DG or together. It's Django. It, it's not Duh Django or just very it's, quickly Da Django? It's Django. Just Django? Okay. You, you never seen the Django films? No. Oh, the, the first one's the best because he, it's like the guy comes into town, he's dragging a coffin behind him. And he drags it into the bar and says, "The bar." And the guy says, and the bartender says, "Who's in the coffin? Who's in the coffin?" He says, "His name is Django." Django, Django. <laughs> it's Django. Oh, the D is silent. Fine. Yeah, Django. Well, it's not silent. It's D. The D and J are together. It's J. Django. Sounds like it's silent D to me. That's because you're not saying it right. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know the story of this. I didn't know there was an actual series. Yeah. I never well, knew that. Well, here, here's the weird thing. It's a series, but the only ones that really count are the first one and the last one. Okay. Because they were both made by the same guy. Everything in the middle were just kind of like all these other filmmakers that just took the name and just cranked out shit. Oh, kind of like the so, Bruce Lee thing that they did for a while? Yeah. So like your hardcore Django fans really only count the first and last Django and true Django films. Fine. I mean, you know, it's 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 a, it's a hair. It's a it's a it's a you know what do you call it? It's a um uh minor quibble. Minor, minor quibble. Um, but I'm very interested in seeing this film. I think I I have to see it in the theater. I think I have to see it opening weekend. I've I've become a very big Quentin Tarantino fan again. You know, after after um, I think it was Kill Bill that really got me back into Tarantino. Kill, Kill Bill, yes, and then uh, Death Proof was like, uh, Proof kind of pulled me back a little. Was like, okay, yeah, but I get it. Then he went and he did Glorious Bastards, and I'm like, I'm all in again. Well, that's the great thing is with with uh, with um, Death Proof, you're like, yeah, I get it. You like dialogue? Shut the fuck up. What well, you're 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 spending? Give me hour. what I'm looking for. You're you're taking me through an hour of dialogue to get to a 15 minute car chase. Would you stop the shit? Right. But then but then you go to and then from that, just when you think you're getting tired of him. You go to the uh, Inglorious Bastards, and the long dialogue scenes are masterfully written, brilliant, and and directed. And it's basically it's a foreign movie. I'd say about, I'd say sixty seventy percent of that film has subtitles. Yeah, and but like, like I said, like that opening scene is it's like a it's a typical long, drawn out, Quentin Tarantino dialogue scene, but it's it's written with that kind of. Uh, attention to pacing and tension that made Pulp Fiction so uh, yeah. so good. Yeah, we and talked about this last year. Even, that even Kill Bill loses it in some scenes. We're like, yeah, I know. I think, you the, I think the second one does a better job dialogue-wise. Yeah, I thought the second one kind of dragged a bit at the end. Near the end, yes, but I'd say about I'd say about the first three quarters of the of of Kill Bill two did a better job dialogue-wise than Kill Bill 1, even though Kill Bill 1 was more on the action side. Yeah. And I'm still waiting, goddammit, for the whole bloody affair, which is uh -huh. both films combined into one. Well, did you see they're making Kill Bill 3? No. You didn't see that? No. Oh, you better you better uh, IMDB that real quick, sir. I gotta look that up. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a Kill Bill 3 coming. What? Now, yes. maybe that's why I... Uh, oh, yeah, 2014. Volume 3. Yeah. 
Maybe that's well. Daryl <laughs> Hannah is in it, huh? And and and, uh, and Uma. Isn't Daryl Hannah going to be completely blind at this point? Maybe he's a blind swordsman. Maybe. There's been blind swordsmen. Yeah, that is true. Uh, maybe that's why a whole bloody affair has not been released because that's he's going to do Kill Bill three and then probably release them simultaneously. Possibly, yes, yes. Or in like one big box set. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Okay, those are my three. You got nothing, nothing for 2012 that you're like you really are dying to see. Dark Knight's the Dark closest, Knight's closest and, thing. And and Bane's kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> Even Avengers, I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of cool. I can wait for DVD. Well, you know what's funny? I think uh, the article I sent you says that they're pretty much trying to sell that as Iron Man and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? That's the smartest thing they could do. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think because Iron Man three comes out next year. Well, look, what what are the films they're linking? It's it's uh, Iron Man, right? Iron Man four. First one was well, no, I, I want to go one by one. Oh, okay. It's like Iron Man one was awesome. Yep. Iron Man two, little less so, but was still kind of cool. Well, I, and, and are Robert Downey. Are you said. talking about how all of these led up to franchises? I'm, I'm talking about the franchises that make up this film. Yeah. So Incredible Iron Hulk Man. came first. I'm not going in order, but okay. Uh, Incredible Hulk, they're using a different well, actor. Well, you kind of have to because of oh, all the... Oh, God. The, what? <laughs> That's not my point. I, well, what I'm, is I'm, your point then? You're, you're saying how it's Iron Man and Friends. Yeah. What I'm saying is look at all the different franchises in the Avengers movie. Right. You've got Iron Man series, which is, you know, the first one was great. Robert Downey Jr. is, is a huge draw. He's really charismatic. Mm-hmm. You got Hulk. First one sucked. Second one was good. They got a different actor for to play him again. So you really all you really have going is the idea of the Hulk character. You're not really hanging your hand on anything else except the 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 concept. Right. Thor. Eh. <laughs> not much. Not really much there besides eye candy. Let's we, let's be honest. We still have to talk about the Thor film. Captain America. Decent film. I still haven't seen it. I want uh, to, though. You know what it is? It's a very good origin story, but it really, at some points, it, it feels rushed because it is an origin story. It's it's almost like they made the film so they could have them in the Avengers. Okay. Um, it's a good movie. I can see I, that. I, I, it was really good. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of goodness in that film. How's Red Skull? Red Skull's good. Yeah, okay. But it still feels like an excuse, just like they did it just to get him into the Avengers. Right. It really feels that way, but it's still out of like between that and Thor. Uh, you know, I'll go Captain America full tilt. Uh, and then you have Green Arrow, who was just introduced in Thor real quick. Right. And I think that's it for the heroes. And that's right? Jeremy Renner, who is uh, replacing Matt Damon for the Bourne series. R- oh yeah, and and he's also in Ghost Protocol. Yep. He's yeah. Blowing up as an actor. Oh, he's great. I yeah. I remember when he was just some grunt in uh, Twenty Eight uh, Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this guy looks interesting." He, I, he's the one gets caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah. So, uh, did, but, I miss any, did I miss any superheroes? Uh, no. I think you got them oh, all. My my point is, when you go through all of them, the only one that's really, uh, really has enough character and personality to focus on is Robert Downey. Yeah, it's Iron Man. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to sell it as Iron Man and Friends because there's really not enough to everybody I mean, else. No one wants to see a Thor sequel. No one wants to see a uh, uh, Captain America sequel? Maybe. But, I mean, like, Iron they're, Man's... They're doing both, by the way. 
Yeah, but no one wants to see them. No, I think they do. Both movies made nearly two hundred million. That's enough. Yeah. They'll, God, they'll they'll make uh, uh, they'll make up with a, a lower budget. And they'll, they'll make less. Maybe. God, the Thor movie was bad. We still need to talk about it. Yes, we do. I'm bringing in but, friends on that one. But you, you can bring you, in someone that you know didn't like it. I'll bring in someone that did like it. Even besides the films, yeah. the character, the characters, the actors, and the characters themselves, none of those guys are going to carry this film. Probably not. We'll see. I mean, it is being directed by Joss Whedon. We'll see. Right. Again, that's another scary. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a toss-up. Joss could go both ways now. I'm sorry. He really can. He really can. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Quick. And it's going to be quick. And when we come back, we'll talk about our remakes, our prequels, remakes, and sequels. All right. Well, how, wait, wait, wow. Before you break, what, how, how are we doing on time? We are one hour, 47 minutes. Do you, do you want to, like, cut it here? Or just, like, wrap up for another five or ten minutes and do our next ep- like When we do our two episodes next week, do one episode just on the sequel? Because we really spent all the time talking about the top ten and your th- <laughs> and your three films for 2012. Fucking political <laughs> or, rant. My fault. That was your fault. Yeah, you had to bring that up. Yeah. Um, because there's... Let's see. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten sequels. No. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. There's twenty. Twenty sequels that we could really talk about. Yeah, I think we should. You know uh, what? You're right. Next Thursday, we'll, we'll start recording a little early. We'll do an hour and a half episode on those, and if we have time, we'll do another, do another hour. Maybe we'll get Ghost Dad out of the way. Okay. Yeah, because we're going to do the two next week. Yeah. Um, just so we can, because uh, you're going to be gone. You're going to be, you're going to be on a business trip. I'm in California. My new job, training, driving all over the place. Not working for an angry garden gnome anymore. No. <laughs> I, I'm working. I'm working from home. As soon as tomorrow. Possibly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know it's bad uh, when you get the silent treatment that day. You know what I hate? I hate just dubbing this the sequels, prequels, remakes, and we didn't do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Well, no, we, we did, kind of. I mean, like, most of what we talked about were sequels or, or prequels or remakes. Batman, Re- Dark Knight Rises is a sequel. Avengers is a sequel. Yeah. In, in in some ways, it's a sequel. The, the, very true. Yeah, I mean, so we did talk about sequels and remakes. Okay. Because unfortunately, you can't take a chunk of films uh, out of the out of the lineup and talk about them and not talk about sequels and remakes. Right. Or prequels or equals or what have you. <laughs> oh, you know what we should talk about real quick? What's that? Since, since we're not a big deal of it, since we brought it up, Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, Reboot. A mere what? When did the first one come out? 2002. So it's 10 years later. And that, like, what I say? 10 year gaps yep. to do it. Now, here's my question Have you watched the trailer? I have. I've did seen you, it. Did you catch what they're doing with Uncle Ben? Uh, 
Well, I Here's... know what I know what they're doing as far as his parents go. That they're supposed to be super secret spies. Yeah, they're, what uh, the fuck is up with that? Yeah, they leave. They never come back. And his uncle. Oh, ben here's a bag. Is, yeah. His uncle Ben is, uh, and uh, his grandmother are gonna raise him, and he's kind of like a mentor. That's really. Well, that's. I've only seen it the one time. Well, they get at one point, like in the trailer, they throw in like, "Here's a bag. It it belonged to your father," and they show him going through it. Yeah. And and you know and then they, they make these, uh, you know, allusions to something going on with the parents. And at the end, it has that line where there's two kinds of secrets: the kind you keep, and the kind that are kept from you. It's like, oh, so now there's like a secret history with his parents now. Well, I'm pretty sure that actually exists in the in the real Spider-Man storyline. Really? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure his parents are actually still alive. Oh, who, what jackass wrote that into it? I don't know. I did. Oh, I oh. did take a look after I watched the trailer because I was like, because I was, I always, I liked Spider-Man. I never really read the comics. I always read them here and there. So I went and looked it up at the the wiki, uh, and, I'm the... and I was like, wow, that's actually part of the storyline. And his parents are probably still alive according to the storyline or as a matter of fact they actually do come back at, in one of the comics uh they actually come back and they're actually alive you, you know what you know what the problem with it with the comics too is when it, when it comes to looking at it and then you go back to the timelines you and i are rapidly approaching middle age <laughs> uh i don't want to depress anybody okay uh, Except holy, ourselves holy shit i'm 38 <laughs> all right but so when we talk comic books, yeah, and and when 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 you say to me, yeah, his parents are alive, and I'm thinking, wow, wait, I don't remember any of that. The problem is between the time I read comic books, which was around the 80s, uh -huh. like late 80s, me too, that was almost 20 years ago. <laughs> so that's almost 20 years of new comic book series and new writers fucking and changing and updating and upgrading and changing again all the origin stories and everything. So, so much has happened since the time when you and I read these comics. This is true, too. That, like, they changed, they changed the origins. They mm -hmm. changed the background. It's like, all of a sudden... So, and that's not, like, new ground or anything. I mean, when no, it's we were reading them, people 20 years prior to us reading them... And they, you know, having the same conversation we're having right now where they said, oh, man, I'm 38 and 20 years later, it's like I haven't read the comic and so much has changed. So right. I can't really shit on them for that, but I, I, I know where I'm, you're going with it. I'm, I'm saying it's just frustrating because, I don't know. You I'm can't just, critique I, it I, as much because if it's built into the storyline and they're actually going for it, do you critique a shitty storyline. It's like, oh, that's dumb. Or it's like, well, they're actually staying true to the comic. It's like, where, where do you go with it? I don't know if I'm saying it's a shitty idea or a shitty storyline, but is it needed? Do we really need another complication in the story of a child who grows up parentless and then becomes a superhero? Well, if they're rebooting the series, I think they're going to want to do something different. I don't they know just... if this is the right choice yet, but I think they... they they say, listen, we can't do the Sam Raimi-type story. We have to do something different. But they're not. No, the character I mean, is still the character, but as except far they made as... Him more, they made him more of like a brooding goth, goth kid. Yeah, the, the trailer does, in my to me anyway, seems like it might be a slightly darker film. 
Well, it was, he's like in the back of the corner all covered up. What, what are you doing back there, Peter? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you know, he's just like this this out like outcast loser as opposed to just like the geeky kid that, that you know. I, they're, they're trying to make him a little less geeky and a little more uh, Twilighty. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't yeah. know. A little more Edward Cullen, like I've, out, you know, like. Oh. I've always liked Spider-Man, oh. so I'm interested. I'm not like Dark Knight Rises I'm, interested, I'm not, but I'm interested. I'm not angry against it. I'm just tired. I'm tired, Joe. Is what I'm trying to say I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm getting old. I can't take. The, I, I can't take them rebooting it, remaking these films. I can't even take the being, saying reboot. I just hate that. What happens when we're fifty, man? Well, fifty. We go on. I, I, uh, one of us goes on a rampage. Probably me. <laughs> um. When we, when Avatar three comes out, that'll be that'll just be it. Something will snap. When we're fifty, they'll probably be rebooting Avatar. Oh, just the fact that we see a reboot now. I, I it, <laughs> reimagining. I just I'm getting I'm too old for this. I I'm I hit a point where I'm seeing the same thing happen over and over again, and now I understand how Pat feels. <laughs> you know, the, the guy that owned the comic store right, when I right. was back there uh, for you know the listeners. And you know he's always so down on everything. I was like, dude, come on, it's cool. And I and I know how he feels. Like I've seen this before. They're just it's just the same thing over again. What is this shit? I've seen this already. What well, another Spider-Man movie? Oh, good. I mean, we've we've come to the conclusion that Hollywood is just really running out of ideas. No, no, they no, re- no. No, they really they are. No, no, no. They, they're not running out of ideas. They're scared of ideas. They're scared of new ideas. There are plenty of new ideas out there, but the problem is they're risky because they're new. They're not proven and they're not guaranteed. What is guaranteed is your sequels and your remakes and your reboots and uh, and previously previously uh, solidified marketing. Uh, what's the icons and uh, platforms? The, you know. Uh, um, well, franchise, know, franchises, you, they're already, they're safe because we already know people like them because we already have a whole culture no, built around you're them. right, so because it, it, it doesn't end there. I mean, if you even look at something uh, as simple as terrestrial radio and you listen to, say, maybe a classic rock station or just a rock station in general, they'll play the same 50 songs every day. Any radio station. Any radio station across radio the country. Station. They will play the same 50 songs every fucking day because, you know what? These are the hits. These are the songs that will, let's say you get someone listening for the first time. You want to make sure they hear those hits. Because if they don't, if they hear something obscure by these artists, they might not come back. Here's a question for you, sir. Yeah. How many songs has Billy Joel made? Oh, uh, I would probably say well over 100. I'm guessing more than 10. Oh, because you've only heard 10. But you only hear ten Billy Joel songs. Here's another question for you. I don't like Billy Joel. How come I know these ten songs by heart? I resent that. Well, because they cram it down our goddamn throats. Exactly. Yeah. But, but see, yeah. So don't say that Hollywood's out of Hollywood's not out of ideas. They're just out of. Uh, no, and I, they're out of out of integrity. They're out of courage. They're out of the ability to look beyond profit. It's it's a it's money's ruining everything. I'm sorry. I'm getting political now. Uh, or, or that's that's more philosophical. I didn't mention politics. Uh, no, I think you're right. I do think. I think you're right. I do think they they've. I don't. 
maybe out of ideas is is not the right term, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not the right term. It, but it, I do no, I do believe it a little bit though. I think it does hold some truth that no, they just don't. They're want just not. Ideas. They're just not accepting of new ideas, like you said. So, I guess that kind of means well, we're not going to make anything new. So, we're not going to really care if 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 you want to see anything new either. Well, let's look at it this way. Let's let's take Transformers Three. Okay. All right. We we know people are going to see it for the robots. We know they're going to see it for all this stuff, and we know we're not going to use Megan Kelly because she's a psycho bitch. Megan so, Kelly. So what? Megan Megan Kelly. Megan Megan Fox. Fox. Who's Megan Kelly? I have no fucking idea. All right, Megan Fox. <laughs> Whatever. I already Megan, forgot who she was. Megan Kelly. I don't, <laughs> you just put two popular female names together. That's all you do. Sure. You know, I guarantee there's a Megan Kelly out there. What? As an actress? I as something. I mean, I don't just make names up out I'm, of. I'm gonna look, you talk. I'm gonna look it up. Um. So, but so you take that. We have to do Transformers three, right? Uh-huh. So, the idea doesn't occur to Hollywood, or Hollywood is, isn't even willing to approach the idea that maybe we can do the third film where. He doesn't have a supermodel hot girlfriend. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, we can't do that. Why? Well, because that's what's expected and that's what people understand and that's what they're used to. We can't do an action film that doesn't have explosions in it. We can't we can't do, you know, there has to be a love interest at some point in the film. There, you know, if you're doing a horror film, there has to be a certain amount of nudity, or there has to be a certain amount of uh, blood, but there can't be too much blood because we don't want to alienate a certain member, a certain audience. There's there's a formula to all these films that they, and very very seldom do you have something really good squeezed through like Drive, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard which, nothing but good things. Which I was surprised. I was like, I, I. I I have to look up to see how much it costs because it couldn't have cost that much because I can't see that much money going into the film like that because they knew it wasn't going to be a huge hit because it's that, too because it's too good. Yeah, there is a a bunch of Megan Kellys, but see, uh, nah, see? but they're no names. There's like some production. There's work. a big Megan Kelly out there somewhere. Mm, not famous. I'm sure. I disagree. Uh, the budget was 15 million. See, there you drive. go. Yeah, you're not going to get anything major. Made eleven million its opening weekend, gross thirty four total. So that to me, that's a success. It is a success, but it's a, it's a, it's a success on a small scale because again, they knew off the bat this isn't going to sell in mainstream America, right? And they wouldn't even try to sell it in mainstream America to a point because they're just used to what we're given, and you can't say they're out of ideas because they don't even try new ideas on us. Well, I think I, I think that holds a little truth though. What, what I don't think every studio is out of ideas, but I think a lot of them just, like you said, will just make what they know is safe. I, and other yeah. studios are just, you know what? I don't know what to make. Because it's so it's, let's make something that we know people will will watch. Because it's a business, of course. And they're going to keep making Pepsi, and they're not going to come out one day and say, "Oh, here we have, uh, we have an okra flavored Pepsi." Okra. <laughs> it's a new idea. Oh God, it's a terrible but, idea. But I mean, have you tried it? You don't know. I know it's a bad idea. No, you don't. You haven't tried it. You I like, might. I like battered fried okra, but that's about it. Yeah. Listen, but... listen. Uh, you know, the one time we were at your house where we had mashed potato soda and uh, oh, gravy God. soda, 
Oh, the Brussels sprout soda. Brussels was that sprout Jones, soda. Jones soda. Jones soda. Package. Yeah. Oh God. Oprah soda. It's a bad fucking idea. Oh the. And I don't have to try it. The Brussels sprout soda almost made me vomit. Uh, I thought it was I, up for two. I think the, the 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 cranberry sauce soda was as close to. I think it was as close to normal as you were ever going to get with those yeah. sodas that you bought. That was the one that was even slightly palatable. Yes, right, exactly. Well, they weren't made to be drunk. They was like made as like a gag gift thing, and but you could drink them. And, and I, I decided we should, and it was a bad decision. It was a bad decision. I yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know why we did it. Because yeah, because I suggested it, and and <laughs> you guys didn't learn your lesson by the last five times I suggested things. <laughs> and now, now you know better. Uh. All right, so are we done? Yeah, I think we'll do our sequel episode next week. Okay. Or, or maybe we'll just break down and talk about Thor. Maybe. You never or, know. Or if I go back, I, I want to go back and rewatch Draw Dogs. We can talk about that in the remake. If I can get Drive watched, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that was a good one. It was great. I'm saying oh. it was great. Uh, <laughs> I, hear, I hear it's great, so it, I, I have to see it. It is. Um, very powerful film. Very uh, very low key yet powerful film, and you yeah. you you're really going to see that resemblance to like your seventies, uh, um, like Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen yeah. film, exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, very cool. All right, uh, okay. Episode fifty six. Thank you for joining us. We uh, are on iTunes. You can listen to us there. Please give us reviews. We don't have many. We need some. Uh, you can leave us voicemail. You know at, what? You know what? what? Uh, uh, don't, don't, don't beg these bastards. <laughs> don't beg. Don't beg. I no, no. Don't beg these bastards. They'll, if they like us, they'll go there. Okay. <laughs> I I, I, re- I, re- I refuse to lower myself to begging for for reviews. Okay. All right. Uh, leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. Leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Listen to us through uh, apps for your smartphone like Stitcher. Um, you know what I'd say? What? I'd say, uh, if you're listening to this show, think back and add up all the hours of listening pleasure you've gained. Uh, ig- ignoring the occasional five minutes or so here or there where it's not so pleasurable. <laughs> uh, th- add up all those hours. And ask yourself how much you paid for that. And the answer is going to be not a fucking thing. That's and right. Then, and then take all those hours and think, if I spend five minutes leaving a review on iTunes and rating this podcast, that's like 10 seconds I've spent for every hour they've given me. Or 15 seconds, depending on how many episodes, how long you've been listening to for us. 100% free. Right. So it's I, not I, free to run this show. It actually costs us money every single month. So if you give 10 minutes of your time for like a hundred hours of our time that's a good ratio yeah and I, I and i don't see the issue with that that so, being said I, I that being said i have three podcasts i listen to religiously and i've never reviewed any of those <laughs> so i, I should just shut up uh there there is only a couple that i that i listen to on the side and i have called in and i have written though but uh I think that should be your wisdom for this week, to be honest. Oh, my wisdom! My my wisdom for this week is I quit, motherfucker. <laughs> You're a free man. I give my one week's notice. Fuck y'all. <laughs> They're lucky. You See that? The That's one. the door. See me? I'm going towards it. That's right. As early as maybe tomorrow. Depend. Yeah. Keep me posted. 
I don't have anything scheduled at work. Follow my Twitter, sir. I'm going to follow it all day. Follow my Twitters. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week. <sighs> uh, good idea. <laughs> wow. Is it late or what? It is. It's a little earlier than we usually do, that's for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah. well, I, did, I didn't have tutoring tonight because of the holidays. So. That's good. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody, and uh, happy trails. See, you don't join in, so it's no fun. <laughs> Sorry. All right, but goodbye. Bye-bye. Party pooper.